last show. I figure if I do this through the entire Ike Live show every right. time, you know, could knock off a few. Oh! oh! <laughs> He's losing weight already. <laughs> already. His beard fell off. <laughs> nice. I, I think it'll help. Okay. All right. Well, I like I like the look tonight. Thank you. Especially Thank the headband. You. Especially my beard fell off too. My beard's falling off all over the place. Uh, I'd like to also introduce, man. We got we got a bucket full of people. I'm trying to take this robe off. Do you notice that? I'm like half undressing. We've got a bucket full of not only amazing guests on the show tonight, but uh, this is cool. We were talking about it a little bit before we went live. This is cool because it feels like a little bit of a reunion in here. Uh, we've got a couple special guests on the casting couch tonight, Pete. Uh, it's it's awesome. I mean, we're we're in here. We're going to have an Ike Live episode, and we're looking at friends that we've been fishing with for almost twenty years. For years, wow. years, plural. That's Lots amazing. That's amazing. Uh, l- l- let me uh, let me not wait any longer. Uh, on the casting couch tonight, sitting to my left, a uh, good friend, uh, old school Federation guy, super nice guy, super nice dude. Mark Goldberg, everybody. Mark, thank you for joining us tonight. No problem. But, uh, I, I'm honored to be here. I really am. Thank you. How long did it take you to grow that beard, by the way? This one? Yeah. About 20 minutes. 20 <laughs> minutes. Wow. Actually, this, all the beards are compliments to my wife, Beth. She, uh, okay. She, she actually braided them all. Okay. And she's known to do Joe's from time to time, too. Right. I've got a nice one. Mine actually fell off. But uh, uh, And sitting Here's the next real to beard. Mark, very special guest... Uh, good friend of us all, um, very special guy, and his beard is actually real. Joe Sancho, everybody. Joe. Real deal right here, man. That's real. (laughs) That one's not on like clip or tape or rubber band. Like Mark, this took me like ten years. Ten years. Okay. (laughs) Slower hair growth process. Just, just. Just to be clear, this is Bassmaster Elite Angler. Yes. Joe Sancho. That's right. In the room with us. That's right. Good clarification there, Pete. Thank you very much. Uh, In the booth, as usual, uh, two very important people for the show. Uh, Sitting to my left, uh, the brains behind the operation. He looks miserable, as usual. There's something (laughs) gone wrong. how could there not be? Uh, Brian the Carpenter. How you doing tonight, Brian? Super. Okay, something going wrong? You look pretty nah, upset. Nah, we're good. <laughs> okay, uh, I don't believe you somehow, but I'll, I have to take your word for take it. Take my word for it. Okay, and sitting next to Brian to my right, um, she's actually zipping on a cocktail already at <clears> 7 <throat> o'clock at night, is coffee. my beautiful, lovely wife. Rebecca. Hi, Rebecca. How you doing tonight? Hi. Is my mic on? Your mic's on. We hear you loud and clear. <laughs> wow! Some work, Brian! <laughs> Good Round job. Yeah. Wow. All right. Very impressive. Good job. How you doing tonight, Beck? I'm good. I'm good. Okay. Did you like the robe uh, fight scene in the beginning? Or? It was wonderful. Okay. Did you like that we, we played the music? We got it on. Yeah. You got it on. I heard something. perfect. Yeah, yeah, it was good. I liked it, Brian. I heard something coming through music-wise. That's rare. We never have that. <laughs> so that's exciting. Uh, let's start the show as we always do, and we all want to say a special thank you to the military, uh, active military veterans. Thank you guys for what you do. We really appreciate you. Uh, the world's nuts nowadays, and uh, we, we appreciate what you do for us. Also, firemen, uh, police, EMT, thank you guys, man. Uh, we, we appreciate you. We had a fireman win the Stormer jacket. 
out, wow. at, out at the Bass University in Chicago this past weekend. I didn't know that. Yes, sir. That's awesome. Yeah, and Bill Dakota, of course, the greatest MC of all time, yep. is uh, also a 30-year uh, veteran of the fire department. Absolutely. Bill Dakota, how you doing tonight, Bill, if you're watching? We appreciate you. Uh, thank you, thank you, guys. That's, that's actually a good segue. Real quick, uh, we had a note here. To give a, a, a special notice here, they're having a USO auction, and it's going to be all fishing memorabilia, fishing-related stuff, auctioned off, and it's all to benefit the troops. And this is going on March 7th at the World Eastern Fishing Expo. March 7th. Uh, 7 p.m. is the start time of that auction. Uh, check it out. You can Google it. I'm sure you're going to find more on that. Uh, it goes to a great cause. Uh, let, let's get caught up here, Pete. What's, what's been going on with you? Because i got some t- stuff I want to tell you that's been going on with me. <laughs> well, it's been busy. It's been a busy whirlwind traveling weekend. Uh, I was at the Monaghan Fishing Show on Saturday. Monaghan? In Harrisburg. Is that how you pronounce it? Yeah, I believe that's how okay. you pronounce it. And it's right over the, Sus- or the uh, Susquehanna River, that's right. And it was frozen solid when I drove over the bridge. So that You can, you can bike and talk. Bike and talk. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, <laughs> this might be some reverberations there. <laughs> They're working me, mm. but we did that. I was in Harrisburg, flew out of Harrisburg to the Chicago Land Outdoor Show, where we had a Bass University this weekend. Yeah, and uh, man, we, you know, we were terrified. We got this monster nor'easter pressing down on us, and and flights are getting shut down. We were worried uh, about whether or not we could even pull off Lake Live, but yeah, but here we are. So it, it's been a whirlwind this past weekend. Yeah. It's been uh, it's been an interesting two weeks for me. Uh, as a lot of you know, uh, man, I got the bug bad, and you had it. It's interesting because you had the same deal like two weeks before I did. Around New Year's, you had it. That's right. And it knocked the it knocked the socks off I, of you I, as well. I got lucky because I, I had it through the holidays, so right. I, I didn't have to miss all but the party. Yeah. But boy, you got it right on top of some. I got a ter- I got a terrible. I got a terrible. And you know the, the thing about it was the flu symptoms. You can deal with it. The cough, the fever, all that. The snot. I can deal with that. But the <laughs> ear infection is what got me. The ear infection what got me, and it kept me grounded. And uh, man, it stinks. I and I've said this before, but this is the first time in ten years of doing shows that I've been kept from a sports show because of an illness. So it was. It was bad. And it, you were the doctor grounded you from flying. Grounded me from flying. Yeah, you know the biggest thing was the was the ear infection caused my eardrums to really swell up, and actually the right one was perforated. And the problem was if you get on there with that pressure, the scent and and the lift off, you have a chance to, to rupture your eardrum permanently. And it was it was a tough call, and I want to say sorry for missing everybody out in Tulsa and Chicago. Man, it stunk. I was stuck here at home, but. Uh, but hopefully on the road to recovery, had some great home remedies sent through social media by people. I saw some. It was amazing. So I'm on the normal meds the doctor gave me, but we had other ones. There was uh, um, Jack Daniels, honey, <laughs> a neti pot. Brian, you do neti pot, don't you? Brian DeCarpenter, that's you, net- cr- that's correct. you neti pot daily, don't you? Uh, neti pot. And there were a couple weird ones. Um, uh, what was the cleaning solution? Was there was it? like an olive oil. Oh, olive oil is one. But what was the one suggestion that came through? It was like shout or off. It was like a cleanser you use in your, for, for washing your clothes. I don't think that person likes you. They don't like me. All right, that might have been Windex? a sabotage effect. Windex? It might. It wasn't Windex. Mm. Uh, and then one, and, and this is the most interesting, and I want to uh, send a special thank you to, I think it was Justin that sent this one, Gulp Spray. There you go. Gulp Spray. 
So we found another use for gulp spray. It actually does help to clear the snot out of the passages a little bit. Gulp spray. So thank you, Justin, for the gulp. Uh, but, man, it's been rough for me. I, I actually feel like um, in the last couple days... I feel a little turnaround, uh, and and hopefully, you know, it's starting to kick in. I'm on heavy-duty meds right now, Pete. Heavy-duty. Took steroids to knock mine out. Yeah, and that and I've, I'm taking a little bit of that too right now. <laughs> <laughs> heavy steroids. Heavy-duty. Well. He- heavy steroids. Uh, let's switch gears and uh, want also uh, let you know about the Ike Foundation. We talked about it last week, and man. We've had such a great response already. Uh, you know, Ike Foundation was started a few weeks ago. Big campaign there, big mission to get more kids fishing. Um, and want to remind you that if you want information on how to keep kids fishing, how to get more kids fishing, uh, go to MikeIconelli.com slash Ike Foundation. You get some info on that. But we were talking, Mark, earlier. I mean, this is – sky's the limit here, right? right? Because what right. we're talking about is – It's a big deal. Yeah, it, if you have fishing equipment, if you're a regular dude, you have fishing equipment laying around, it's in working order, and you want to donate it, this is what the Ike Foundation set up for. And, and we're going to look it into setting up some drop locations, and it's really at, a, at its infancy, but it's exciting. I, I, I tell you, I think it's an awesome idea, but I, what I didn't know until I saw the forums at the Bass University is the pledge. Yes, and the I pledge. Think that is the coolest thing. Yeah. Uh, and tell, explain what the pledge is. Yeah, the pledge, you know, the pledge uh, was a concept. It basically, the pledge means nothing more. We're not asking you to pledge money, time, even product. We're just asking you to print a form out, and it says, you know, I promise to take a kid fishing that's never been fishing before. Could be a cousin, a nephew, a friend, a neighbor, uh, and you just sign it, and that's it. You take the pledge. That's simply all we're asking for. And, you know, hey, at the end of the day... That's the best way to get kids fishing, right? Mm-hmm. We're going to get yep. in more of this later, but Joe, how'd you get involved fishing? You're from an area of the country that is very untraditional, more untraditional than me. Yeah, I mean, how did, how did you get involved as, as a kid fishing? That's, a, that's kind of a, a great story. Um, nobody in my family fishes or hunts. And um, I lived in Queens. We moved to upstate, and it was a little creek by my house, and... Uh, Man, I just one day went out there and caught this bass, and I was like hooked for life. Yeah. So I, um, you know, started fishing and stuff like that. And I read in new- the local newspaper about this club that was holding this expo. So I wound up going to the to the expo, and I asked one of the guys. I was like, "How do you join this club?" He's like, "The second Thursday of every month, we have a meeting. Come on down." I went down there, and I was at the time I was 15. And I was so nervous that they weren't going to get me in. I went out and bought a fishing license. You didn't have to have a fishing license until you were 16. Yeah. But the club rules was you have to be 16 to get in. You had a fake ID a to fake join a fishing club. <laughs> exactly. Wow. Uh, is that dedicated or what? That's what's That's up. unbelievable. That's what's up. So um, what wound up happening was you get up and talk in front of everybody, and um, they asked us to leave the room. And back then... Kids fishing wasn't a normal thing. Right. Guys would fish a tournament and hit the pub afterwards. Yeah. So they were like really didn't want kids fishing. Yeah. So um, they kind of like, no, we're not going to vote this kid in. And the president, who now I call my Uncle Frank, stood up and said, this kid could be doing worse things than, than fishing. Yeah. So if we don't vote him in, this, this club no longer exists. Yeah. Mm. They voted it in. 
I fished my first tournament, and now here I am, man. It, it's, it's amazing. I actually, get, it's funny. You, I'm getting chills as you're talking about this. It's, it's that it's special. Story. You know it, it what I mean? <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but, you know, what, what you said, though, is so important because you're young. You're 15. As a teenager, you're impressionable. You sure, know what I mean? All of and us. All of us. And you had a mentor. Even though you were from an area of the country where nobody hunted, nobody fished, yep. and nobody from your family even did it. Nobody. You had a mentor in your teens. And that's exactly. that's so important, and that's and that's what the Ike pledge is about, right? That's how every everybody gets that. I mean, my, if my my father didn't take me fishing, he took me fishing when I was four or five years old, and it changed my life. It, yeah. it, it, it's all a hobby us, I'll have the rest of my life. All yeah. of us at one point could have made a bad turn. We all probably have a story, but because someone took the time to show us about fishing, yeah, we stayed on the right path. That's I know right. I did. Yeah, you know what I mean. So, because all my friends. Went the wrong way. Yeah, you know, I mean, a lot of them are, are still living home with their mother. To a, be honest with you, a lot of our, a lot, <laughs> so, absolutely. So I went uh, down the fishing path. Yeah, and I went th- to the right side. Yeah, you know, and that's what we have to do to our the kids coming up today. We really do. Absolutely. Uh, I see a hand in the back. Rebecca, do we have a we have a question? Comment? I'd like to say that Joe Sancho is the first person to donate to the Ike Foundation outside of the Ike and Ellie. Oh, man. Whoa. I didn't do that. Thank you, Joe. Yeah, I had a bunch of reels, so I bore them down. I thought I... Uh I didn't know I was the first, but I'm on. That is I'm unbelievable. Yeah. That's yeah. That, that means a lot. That's it, very it's special. It's true to my heart. Like I said, somebody took the time out to accept me. Yeah. So the least I can do is, is try yeah. to help a kid that's never been fishing, and that's the key. You know? That's awesome. That's awesome. You that, open a door that's never been opened. Thank before. you for doing that, Joe. Appreciate it. And it was funny, because as you were talking, hold on a second back. As you were talking, Mark, you were talking about friends that went down the wrong path, went down the wrong way. We actually were joined by a friend that went down the wrong path. Uh, good segue. Uh, Dave Brodzik, a.k.a. Fathead, a.k.a. Wharf. Dave, how you doing? Yeah. You can't speak in on us like that. We saw you. Come back there. You need a back door here, dude, so I, I can just yeah, quietly no. get in. You didn't really go down the wrong path. We were just busting down. Every job there. has a back door, so when you're late, you don't get caught. I know. You know? Well, <laughs> we're, we're going to install a, a flue in the back to just yeah. go down the flue. Uh, did you have another comment, Rebecca? I, I do. Um, somebody brought up something great about donating product at the Classic. Yeah. So let's plan on doing that, and I'll get all the details put together. Okay. But let's collect donations. There you go. There you heard it first. We're going to have a Bassmaster Classic pickup location. More to come. I'm putting all the uh, all all the pressure on that goes to my wife Rebecca. Rebecca, <laughs> pressure on you, girl. Uh, let's keep it going, real quick. Uh, I, Pe- Pete, I know you've been pedaling away, but we we started. <laughs> keep going. Uh, you might lose another quarter of a pound here, real quick. We started something last show. Uh, you know, Pete's on a big mission here. We're 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 rooting for Pete here, right, Bry? We're yep, we're rooting yep, for keep him. Keep going, man. Uh, we're rooting for we're him. Also watch. Uh, we're going to do an annual weigh-in every show, and and we're rooting with Pete to help him lose a little weight. He wants Absolutely. to get in, get in shape. And we're at two fifty-one last week, Pete. So mm-hmm. let's take a second, real quick. Well, one one thing while uh, you're getting that ready I'll is get ready uh, for you. my my goal is is hit the two hundred pound mark and stay there uh for a number of different reasons but but mainly for for my son i want my my health i want to be there for my son and uh so the health is the most important thing for me so i want to i want to drop uh about 20 20 percent of my body weight right now and i'm hopefully going to be able to do it we're with you we believe you can do it i gotta be honest it, it was a long weekend in Chicago, a lot of whining and dining. Yeah. I'm a little nervous about getting on the scale right now. And, yeah. and there's airplane bloat, which is an actual thing. Right. So here we go. 
Hey, you got you got to take that out on the hard, hard surface. Okay, might have to go on the hard surface. Okay, uh, he, we need a witness. exit stage left. We need a witness. Dave, we got to get a witness. Can we get a witness, get a witness, here? witness. Get a witness like here. Two pounds. Of All right, here comes Jared. Jared's the witness. And you know, muscle mass weighs more, so you know he's been yeah, pumping iron well. lately. Yeah, and I'm sick of hearing that fat excuse. <laughs> I'm putting on muscle. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I hear some yelling and screaming back here. Pete, you want to come in and make the announcement? What do we got? I know we, we got some serious airplane blow. Okay, so we had. We had an official weight of uh, of two fifty one last show, and now we're at two fifty five. Two fifty five. Two fifty five. Keep pedaling, pal. Keep pedaling. Does it have anything to do with the barometric pressure with this big storm coming? Maybe the scales. Can that happen, Dave? Hey, Pete, you do understand that we're not. This isn't a sumo thing where you're trying to gain weight, right? You got, you're trying to go down, dude. Well, man, we should have clarified this before we got started. I think. Airplane makes you retain water. Hey, well, <laughs> water retention. You know, the, the, a lot of times when you start working out, you actually do gain a little bit of weight. And but, you know, I, I started. I made this commitment two weeks ago. I've, I've gone up three pounds in the in the two weeks since I started. So we'll so we'll see what happens next time. I'm going to get okay. after. Yeah, st- stop! Stop what you were doing. <laughs> no more party. Whatever you're doing, switch it around. No more party. Uh, let me remind you, everybody watching, uh, we got a very dynamic show. In addition to Mark uh, and Joe, we've got the Lee brothers on. They're going to be coming on later in the show. And before that, I know a lot of you are on the edge of your seat wanting to know about the Ish Monroe, Keith Boucher incident. And we're going to be talking about that. We're going to have uh, have them on the phone, uh, one or possibly two of them. We'll see how it plays out. And we're going to discuss that a little bit more. We might find a little bit more information than that's already out there. So stay tuned for that. Uh, other thing, real quick, real quick shout out to, this is interesting, I bet you didn't know this. I went to the Inn, of the, Inn in the Village today. A little place up near Swedesboro. In in the village. In the village. In the village. How many times did she tell me and I still messed it up? In the village. I I don't don't know if I dig the name. I went to In the Village uh, and uh, had a massage today, Pete. I had a massage. Yes, I had a massage. And this big thing of, uh, what do you call the scent? When they do the scent. Aromatherapy. Aromatherapy. And I'm trying to get this ear infection, sinus thing, and I was trying to get her to work out the sickness. It's another part of my (laughs) strategy to get better, to actually work the sickness. And she was cool with it. You know, the one thing I told her what was going on, she was cool with it. Hour massage. She put rubber gloves on, which was a little weird, a lot of latex. And the mask which reminded me of Michael Jackson a little bit as she was doing it. But, but it's all good. I got a great massage. Uh, special shout-out to In the Village. Uh, it's a wonderful establishment, and there were no gloves. There were no people gloves. People are going to no believe that you. That was a joke. That was a joke. <laughs> but it, it was part of the, trying to get the snot worked out. What, what diameter uh, Benoit balls were? All right, let's keep going. Uh, <laughs> Where, Brian, where's the sound effect for that one? The, oh, sound effect. They're all there on the screen. Use one. Uh, let me, real quick, before we're going to break into a big conversation with Joe. Before we do that, uh, big announcement. I'm super excited about this. This this feels like a milestone for me and the show. Uh, I feel like this is a, a super proud moment for us. Brian, would you agree? Oh, I'm super this proud is a, this, this, is a, this is a very proud moment for the Ike Live show. I would like to officially, on air, take this time to announce our first sponsor, our first corporate sponsor for Ike Live, and it is Xmark. Xmark, everybody! Yay! Wow! Wow! Uh, 
uh, th- this is exciting. I feel like the show's getting to a new level. We're reaching new people. Uh, you know, it's a fishing outdoor show. Uh, Xmark as a company loves the outdoors. They love fishing. Uh, and, and super excited about working with them. We're going to have a lot of really cool stuff that's going to be happening over the next couple shows. In April, we got a big announcement with Xmark. Uh, we're going to be making. And, and here's a little, just to, to can, can we get a close-up of that, Bri? There it goes. There's a little mower right there, a two-scale die-cast mower. But, you know, one of the big things, and, and this is a great time to talk about it, is, you know, Xmark, they make the best mowers in the world. And one of the things that I love is that mower is going to save you time. That's, that's a big thing. I mean, for you as, as a guide, as a pro angler, as a dad, what, what, what's that mean to you, Pete? Saving time. Saving time. It, it means I get more time with my family and more time fishing. Yeah. That's, and that's, mean, that's important. That's, that's, I can't think of anything more important. I mean, that's, a, that's got a big value on it. It's no got doubt. a huge value. No I mean, you, you know, what, what would you do if you had more time? Mark, what would you do well, if you had more ask, time? Do they have push mowers? They have push mowers. I think a push mower would be better for, for Pete. Well, absolutely. <laughs> that could help. <laughs> that can help in the process. I mean, you're riding a mower. Maybe yeah. it helps e- a little. Easy you know? there. We're going to put everybody on the scale. <laughs> <laughs> you're on the scale next. <laughs> but, but, Joe, seriously, you... Last year on the elites, yeah. you travel so much. I mean, it's like two, three weeks, four weeks. A lot of times, it's months before you get home. Really crazy. And and any time that you can get away and spend quality time with with your family, it's priceless. It's key. It's priceless. Yeah. It's it's key. And you have young kids, and you know. It's key. Every every second you miss it, it it's. You can't get it back. Time is precious. Yep. Time is valuable. It's the most valuable thing we have. Uh, they save you five minutes a week. Yep. Add it up at the end of the, end of the year. If you want to take back your weekends, look at the next mark. I uh, want to thank those guys. First corporate sponsor. Thank you, guys. Uh, let's get into it. Brian, what do, you, what do you got going on back there? You, you look concerned again, or are you okay? No, I'm good. Just, oh, okay. Just pushing buttons. Gotcha. I gotcha. So l- let's break into it, Joe. Let's yep. talk, man. All right. I want to talk a little history here first because we talked, we prefaced it a little bit. And we knew each other for a long time, but we were talking about something before the cameras went on, and we we're talking about Lake Winnipesaukee Divisional. Yeah, yeah, that was a cool moment. That was unbelievable. How many years back are we going? First of all, with it's this, it's got to be close fifteen to twenty. I can't yeah. remember. Yeah, and um, I'm going to throw you back a little bit further. I remember when you first started fishing, and one of the interesting things, and we all used to do this. You have a bad tournament, you giddy up, go daddy out of the ramp. You want to get out of there. I remember you standing there listening. Because, let's be realistic, if you do good in the tournament, at the, at the weigh-in is when you spill the beans. Oh, yeah. You're and caught you, up in the moment. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you would stand there, and even if you didn't do good, you were like a sponge. Oh, yeah. You were there listening and, and taking in everything, and it was like... Who's this guy, man? Did you just be like in the background, just like listening? So, I wanted to know. Yeah. I wanted to know, you man. I wanted to know what was going on yeah. and what you missed. Yeah. Why didn't I catch the fish? Yeah. You know, what what I saw so and so at this point, what was he doing? Yeah. Was I doing something different? So that was pretty interesting. Yeah. Going to the winter Pasaki, um, you know, back then, I think that was like my second or third divisional that I had made. And I, is that your second or first? I think I, it was the first divisional. I think it was the first pretty sure. Yeah. Yep. And I can remember, you know, at the divisional, we all, at the end of the night in practice, we get up and we talk about the pattern that we found. Yeah. And the most amazing thing with you was, uh, you know, you had fi- you were fishing rock piles. And the way you found them was there was jugs. That jugs. Marked the, 
the rock piles. Yeah, like literally out. freaking milk jugs, yeah. milk two milk. liters of sodas. Yeah. Yeah. And guys would put them out so they didn't jack their outboards coming exactly. into their docks. Hmm. Yeah. And you found that pattern. But what was more interesting was how you found a pattern within the pattern. Yeah. You were like, I pull up to this rock pile, and I, f- I, I flip on the left-hand side because that's where the shade pocket was. And after two flips, if I didn't catch a fish, I went to another one. And you went to another one. And, dude, when I was there, I was, like, blown away on how you had it pinpointed so... It may, I mean, you were in the zone. Yeah. Even in practice, you know? Yeah. And and I, I left that meeting going... Man, this guy's gonna be tough to beat, <laughs> and that's that's the god honest yeah. truth. And you wound up winning, winning the the Jersey division. Yep. And then you went out, won the national yeah. that year. So that was the, like the, the federation. Uh, I mean, the div- divisional, but the entire federation. And I want you to jump in too, Mark. Is is a tr- training ground. I mean, I, I look back, and I know you're going to say the same thing. I look back on my career in tournament fishing. And if you take away those years that Joe's talking about, if you take away me getting there and learning from these guys, learning from you, learning from Pete, Eddie Cowan, Bellucci, all these names that we talked about, you take those guys out of the equation, that's... I won't be. I'm not here. You know yeah, what I mean. I'm not oh, yeah. at this level in my career. Fe- Federation is an important thing. Oh yeah, especially as a, if you're a rider or, or a younger guy that's just starting out. You know, you're you're in high school years, or whatever, and or even just in college, you don't really have the confidence to go out and fish a tournament. But on, but you know, with the, with the nation or the federation as it was back in the day, you could just get in a guy's boat, low key, and like you did, become a sponge. Yep. Have your ears open, your eyes open, yep. and learn a lot from the back of the boat. We've all been there, and we've all started there, and that's where you, like you said, in the early years, you learn how to become a fisherman. It's key. Nice. From guys who've been doing it. Remember, like, Tam, Tom Savko, all these guys that oh, yeah. years ago, you know, Rich Snyder, right? all these guys, I, you I was the back Macaluso. of their boat. Yeah. I, was for, I was fortunate. I spent five years in the back of the boat with Rich Snyder, right? yeah. you know, one of the greatest, uh, you know, amateur anglers in the, in the Northeast, maybe oh, yeah. in, yep. in the country, he's in the conversation. Yeah. And uh, the, the lessons that I learned, you know, because I, I, I would read. Uh, Bassmaster Magazine. I'd read, I mean, voracious reader about every article that was ever written. We didn't have the internet back then. And, uh, you know, but getting in with Rich, getting in with a guy that knew how to win, mm-hmm. that knew how to and get into it, the winner's circle. And seeing it up, uh, in up close and personal. Being able to yeah. see him practice. Yeah. And how that practice, whether it was good or bad, how that translated into a great tournament finish. Mm. Right. That just was eye-opening, you sure. know. It mm-hmm. just it changed the way that I thought about fishing. And and it and that's the Federation is, is that training ground for all of us here in this you room. You also spent a year in the back of a Prashivitz boat. That must have been. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh. Mike, you want to turn? Oh, I, I remember that name. I remember that name. <laughs> Give you a quick background. It was probably the single worst experience I've ever had with a fishing partner in my entire life. We're running back up the river, uh, and I'm fishing as a boater. He's my rider. He drew out as my rider, and we're running back up from. Of all things, Woodbury Creek. <laughs> it all comes full circle, doesn't it? Yeah. And uh, and the water, the water was so rough. Uh, it, it was a choppy day. There was boat traffic. Very, it was a very, weekend tournament. It was very and bad. and I'm I'm running late. I'm going to make it, but I'm running late. You know you know what I'm talking about. You know you're full throttle and you're looking. You're like I'm going to do it. I'm so I'm not taking it easy, but at the same time I'm I don't think I'm being reckless. Uh, and he literally was so upset at me for running this fast that he pulled the keys out of the boat. I didn't have a float in or anything. He pulled the keys out of the boat, come off pad, 
I mean, you know what? I'm all, full on Patty pulls it out. I'm like, what the? I'm going to throw these out. I'm going, you slow down. Yeah. It happened like two or three times on the way back to weigh in. Made me late. Didn't uh, came way down the standings. Would have had a good turn. You had a good. Would have had a top five, a I think. Bag. Yeah, I remember. That. Uh, that was a bad experience. So, uh, bit of big middle finger to you if you're if you're still alive, Tom. <laughs> he was old uh, back then. Yeah, he's old. He might not be alive, but bit of big middle finger to you, Tom, uh, for pulling those keys out. Appreciate that, Mike. The other thing. Sorry, but the other thing that you have mentioned in this show a couple times before is that, you know, today with today's technology, it's you know. It's not that it's easier, but it's to gather information and to see things um, in the water or around the water is easier. Yeah. Back then, these we didn't have the GPSs. Oh, no, and it's, all it was stuff. old school. And you had to learn from these guys how to line up a spot. Oh, triangulation. Yeah, sure. oh, absolutely. That was, those guys were smart back then. That's old school. Yeah. Old school. But feder- federation was important. Uh, I, I'm glad I knew you guys <laughs> at that time in my life. It was awesome. I learned a lot, and it was fun. Made yeah. it fun. Uh, we, you know? we, we did. We had a ball. I, I remember because uh, our club was well connected with your club, yep. and you know we we were friendly. We we'd fish those Pedal tournaments. Pete. We'd stay after and and have a ball and and uh, learn so much. Just have a great time. Couldn't wait for those weekend tournaments to yeah. come around. Yeah, pedal. Awesome. Keep How pedal, about Pete? pedal, Pete. Uh, by, by the way, real quick, shout out Dave Brodzik, uh, Dave. You've been doing phenomenal in the Federation, by the way. I just want to say you had a good year last year again, two years in a row. Yeah, I, I think know. I think Thank his you, first I think his first tournament partner really really kicked him off the whole season. Is that what it was? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It was uh, his first partner. The first, first tournament first of the year last year. That was key to Dave's success. <laughs> Absolutely, I think so. Okay. Yeah, I remember that guy tucking me behind a dock while he fished the front of the dock, and I just stared. Man, that guy's not nice. Little man. <laughs> yeah, that was a little back end action going on there. How many fish did you catch? Uh, Mark, you were an awesome uh, host and an outstanding uh, guy to take me around. A <laughs> <laughs> okay. I, if I remember right, uh, we had, did have a good day, though. Yeah, we did. You did uh, awesome. I had a good day. Uh, Joe, talk a little bit more about, uh, I want everybody to know, we talked a little bit about how you got started fishing. Uh, tell, talk a little bit about your entry into the elites. I mean, for a couple of years there, the opens, kicking butt, smashing them. Well, I only fished the opens for one year. Yep. And I qualified. And I'll, I'll tell you a great story. Not too many people know about this. Um, Sandusky Bay. Yeah. You wound up winning the tournament, but the, Pete was there and unfortunately had to leave. Mm-hmm. Um, the first day, I really had nothing. I had some fish going, but then, anyway, I wound up weighing in like close to 22 pounds of smallmouth. You had like 24, and I was up there in the standings. So what happened was going into that tournament, I really wasn't paying attention to the elites. And when I get to that tournament, everybody started asking me questions, you know. Yeah. So it started to ring a little bit. Yeah. And then um, what happened was they canceled the second day. Yep. And high winds. Yep. The high winds. They canceled the second day. And then everybody starts, well, you know, I had a great first day. Like, what are you going to do? I was like, I had no idea. So the the last day, I go back out to my spot and... uh just not happening. And around noon, I had three small, smallmouths. So I was on the lake. I was like, uh, man, if I'm going to die, I'm going to go die with a jig in my hand. So I left there. And in practice, I had practice inside the, the base, the little base. And you could catch as many two-pounders as you want. Yeah. But you never catch yeah. good quality fish. Yeah. Anyway, I go back in there, and I got like an hour left. And I'm like, I got to catch two four-pounders. Meanwhile, all week, we had like two days. I had 
you couldn't catch a four pounder. Yeah. So I run in there and um, like half an hour I fish. I go to just the trolling motor and I fall in the drink. Oh, now no. I am second guessing myself. I ran away from smallmouth. I'm fishing for largemouth in the smallmouth tournament, and I'm soaking wet. <laughs> and I can remember like I had ten minutes left and I had one dock. I pitched up there and a four pounder came out, grabbed it. Boom! I get him. I get him in the boat. I turn to my partner and says, I need one more. And I toss right back in the exact same spot and another four-pounder. You're kidding me. Got the fish in the boat, ran to the <clears> ramp, <throat> made it with like a minute left, and made the, and qualified that for the elite. That is unbelievable. So, I did, this is the first time I'm yeah, hearing the story. Not too many people know about it. but I yeah. had no idea you even weighed largemouth in that tournament. Yes, the second day I had to scramble. And then, you know, you say it a million times, when it's meant to be. It's meant to be. It, you it's can't out of your control. It's 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 amazing, isn't it? When it's happening, when it's, it's like surreal. It's, and when it's not happening, it's, it's not happening. happening. <laughs> yeah, when it's happening, it's happening. When it's not, it's not. When it's There's not, no in between. You're hitting marker buoys and all kinds of. Wow, <laughs> wow, that's an amazing story. Yep. So so you weigh in. Yep. What's going? I mean, what's going through your head? So now you weighed in a, a good bag. Right. You know, hypothetically, you know, you qualify through the elite. Well, did I, you? Were you thinking about it at that moment? No, at the tournament, once I weighed in, I think I finished like 27th, 25th, something like that, and I knew it was close. Yeah. So now I'm trying to, to count points and all this other yeah. stuff. And I don't know if you remember that night we went out to dinner, we oh, talked yeah. a little bit about yep. it, but it really didn't set in. So now I get back home, and I'm like, and I'm on the computer, I'm trying to figure it out, and I'm like, I think I made it, man. I think I made it, you know? <laughs> and, then you, and then you forget one guy, you're like, oh, I forgot this guy, and you, you add him into the equation. And then the other thing was... You and Randy Howe, I think, finished one too. Yeah, double qual standing. double qualify. So you double yep. qualify. So I didn't know how Bass was handling that. Yeah. Are they going down seven spots? Right. Are they going down five spots? Are they just going down whatever? Yeah. They wind up. They got to take five, so they yep. went down seven. I was a seven. Yeah. But the great story about that is, and Pete could chime in on this. Pete was calling me. You know, well, finally, I, I I'm, I'm going a little fast, but um. I finally get the call from Bass that I made it, and I was, like, ecstatic, you know? Yeah. So now it's like, what are you going to do? To be honest with you, I don't have the money. I got to wait for sponsorship. So yeah. Pete was calling me. You know, he's calling me. He's like, what are you going to do? And I was like, I don't know, man. He's like, well, just wait, wait, you know? And I didn't know at the time, but the guy that was behind me, and you'll get a kick out of this, was Dave Lefebvre. <laughs> <laughs> and Lefebvre was waiting for me. Because he called Bass and t to find out, yeah. what's this guy Joe Sancho doing? So he called Pete, <laughs> so Pete could call me to find out, and I really didn't know. And at the last minute, I got sponsorship, and uh, the rest it's is history, wild. Couldn't, couldn't have happened to a better guy, Dave Lefevre, <laughs> missing one spot out. Uh, real, real quick, I want to get back to something you said, but real quick, let me remind everybody, uh, if you want to ask Joe a question, if you want to chime in on what we're talking about, uh, you could uh, IM us. It's right there to the left of your screen. Send us an instant message. You could also reach us. Yes, Rebecca? Well, we got a handful. We do have a handful. Okay, hold on a second. Don't interrupt me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you can also get us on Twitter, uh, Mike underscore Iconelli, or we got a phone number floating around here that I'll have Brian put up. You can call in. But what do we got, Beck? We got some questions for Joe? Yeah, well, we've got a lot of fans. I think your entire family's watching, even the tennis <laughs> yeah, pro from Florida. Right, yeah, the Sancho big, family's watching. Big <laughs> shout out to Junior, my son. Yeah. And his son, Junior Junior. <laughs> okay. And then when he has his son, it's Junior, Junior, Junior. And it just keeps going. And then by then, I'll be dead, so I don't have to say Junior four times. You know what I'm saying? It's pretty simple, my family, man. Oh my <laughs> big God. shout out to them, my wife and my 
my dogs and everybody else that I'm missing. So yeah, that's big awesome. Shout out to my family. That's, that's a awesome. great shout out. I right love there. it. Well, I love it. Yeah. What do we got, Beck? What else we got? Um, Mark, some guys need you to change a tournament so that the BFL guys can fish the tournament. Pressure. That's not my department number one. Okay, is Brodsky behind some of this, too? Brodsky. Brodsky, <laughs> Brodsky are you behind this? <laughs> yes, Captain. We have some curiosity Brodsky. on uh, Joe's age. I think, you know, guys want that story so they feel like they can make it. They don't have to be the Lee brothers. That's a good question. How old yeah. are you? How question. old do you think I am? I put you in uh, late, mid to late 20s. Close. 53. <laughs> Man, Pete, I think you like me, man. <laughs> 47. 47. And I've been fishing the Federation since I was like 19 years old. Wow. So you do the math. That's how long. <laughs> wow. Yeah. And, you know, for guys that are out there and, and think this is impossible, yeah. it's just stepping stones, man. You, it's doable. It's doable. You work your doable. way to if, it. If you keep working to it, you get, you get, get, uh, you know, you'll get there. Yeah. And another great thing was, believe it or not, I am a, uh, a student at Bass University. How about that's that? Right. How about and that's that? Huge. You know, everybody thinks you get to a certain point and you're not going to learn anymore. I was fishing the Rayovax, and everybody, th- no man, never too old in your never, career ever to too learn. Old, and the stuff you learn there is really amazing. Appreciate that. That's that's amazing. That's a real story. It's, Plug. We we not, we have you on the Elite Trail. We have Adrian Avina on the yep. FLW Tour Trail. Yep. That that is a, a one of our students, and we've got several others that are that are there. The key is when you close yourself off to learning. Yeah, you're done. Exactly, yeah. you're done. And even and at our events, I mean, you got the greatest anglers in the world to pick up just a few <laughs> things that can help your game and move it to the next level. That's, that's key, and that's that's great. I appreciate you yeah. coming to the class. I don't know class. if you remember that, but uh, Shaw was talking there. I, I remember it well. <laughs> I thought we were going to have to throw you in jail. Yeah. <laughs> what happened was Shaw was there, and I I've known Shaw for like 20 years. And anyway, I hadn't seen him in a while. So he's talking, and he's got all these new baits out from Strike King, and the, the one top water bait I forget. Anyway, every time the bait would come to me, I'd put it in my bag. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but at the end of the day, you know, they get an announcement, listen, we need the baits back. I'm like, gotcha. <laughs> you ain't getting this back, you know? Shaw, Shaw was panicking. So I mean, he, he, was he, was, panicking. he was going to the MC, going to us, saying, Pete, State you got you to get to your students. I need those baits back. Yeah. <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, when I finally, Shaw realized it was me, we, we go outside, and I show him my bag. He's like, you dirty dog. Man. Like, gotcha, man. And Pete was like, I should have known it was you. <laughs> Man, sounds like dude, you should have. Uh, only a New Yorker would do that. Much, exactly. much like the, yeah. uh, the we got some uh, comments here about the New Yorkers on the couch who have a very large personal bubble space. Look at those two; they can't wow. sit anywhere close. Wow. Sancho, yeah, your head is in the main here. camera. Look at that! That's yeah. yeah. some loving. Brooklyn in the house. Yeah. 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 That's what I'm talking about. Some they went right back. The magnetism pushed them back. Must stay. Apart, <laughs> Mark. When you guys go to the movie, do you guys sit like diagonal from each other, like uh, just totally avoid the one seat rule? You guys probably just sit in different rows, diagonal, right. like you're a checkerboard, right? It's That's hard right. to share Look popcorn. You, actually, that, actually, though? on the drive down here, Joe sat in the back seat. <laughs> <laughs> Personal space, baby. That's it, man. Uh, I, I want to jump back though because something you said uh, I want to touch on because a lot of our fans that watch are aspiring and they want to get to that spot. When you knew you qualified and then you wanted to do it, there was still a lot of work there. That was oh, a it was, it that was, was a tough process. It was a tough decision, and then it was a tough movement to get the backing to to do it because there's a lot more there than your 
fishing. No. And yeah, that's, a, that's a tough thing. Tell me a little bit about those couple months. Well, I had, I had called you. Absolutely. And, yep. you, and you, we talked about a good hour on the phone that day. And you told me, you know, this is what you need to begin to do. But I had um, Agner Label Holders, which was a local business, wound up putting up my first entrance fee, which was 8000 I did not have the rest of the money. Yeah. So um, I've been an electrician for the last 20 years or whatever in Local 3, IBW New York. And I went to them. I was like, listen, this is my dream. This is that. And um, it wound up that they wound up sponsoring me. So that's uh, that that's was, awesome. That was unbelievable. That's awesome. Nika, IBW, Local 3, big shout out to them. Um, you know, it just shows you that if, you, if you're persistent and, and, you, and you want something that bad. Yeah. You can do it, man. Yeah. You got to keep going for it, yeah. and and that's what you told me on the Absolutely. phone. You were like, Joe, you know, you know, you can do it. Yep. It's the other part that you have to work on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm trying, and I'm still trying and, to and this that, day. And that's a great example of a sponsor that's non endemic. They're yep. they're not in the fishing industry, and you have a personal relationship with them. And that and we hear that all the time. You know, people are like, well, I don't. I'm unsure about, you know, who to approach. But that's a great example of, of thinking outside the box a little bit. That's well, awesome. Yeah, that was, that was an amazing get. And you had such a great connection with them. I know we talked about it we a lot, too. We talked about it, yep. You know, yep. once, one, one, and you said it dead on. I mean, the qualifying for, that's just the beginning of of that journey. Oh, it's unbelievable. You man. know, and it's a big process. To be able to get that. And now, uh, from what I understand, you're, they're continuing with you, and you're going round two. Yes, for the elites. Round two. Which is the National Electrical Contract Association and Mm -hmm. IBW, International Brotherhood of Electrical Workers, and Local 3 are sponsoring me again next year. So that's that's huge. That's awesome. They came back. They saw the value in it. Yep. And they appreciate it. They know what's what's going out. And and for for all you guys that are out there, thank you. Because it was you guys calling or you guys, you know, the brothers and sisters out there realizing that they have a, a, a connection, you know. One of the biggest things was they did an interview with Don Barone down in Florida, and he was he was worried about the interview because Florida is a right to work state. And he said later on we did a backup interview. He said we got the most feedback from that state because of all the Teamsters, IBW, yeah. all these union yeah. guys that were down there, retirees or whatever. Yeah, they loved it. Yeah, and they had a connection. I can't tell you how many people came up to me. It's like, oh man, it's great seeing a union label, and they weren't—they didn't have to be electricians. Right. They were tin knockers, carpenters, plumbers, but they felt teamsters. They felt the union label. Yeah. And that—that that was a huge thing for me. So I really appreciate everybody. Thank you. That's very awesome. Much. That's awesome. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So we, we mentioned it, and we were talking about it upstairs a little bit. How do you feel about the season coming up, location-wise? I mean, this is year two. Yep. What What are your feelings, Joe, going into into year two of the Elite? I'm I'm feeling. Really good to be honest with you. A couple of venues that, you know, I said last year a couple of venues fitted my thing, but um, you know, and I told you last year I felt like you ever get that dream where you're running and you never go nowhere. Oh yeah. And that's how I felt from day Pete's one. Pete's having that dream right now. <laughs> <laughs> but it, 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 sorry about that. I just thought you were having that dream. And you're, and you're talking Apparently. in your sleep yeah. while you're having the dream. Oh, that's another thing we need to yeah. talk about. Pete's, Pete's conversation when he's sleeping. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it always has to do with fishing. Yeah, exactly. And he always curses, which I, yeah. Yeah. which I like. I learned that from listening to you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's change the topic. All right, what are we talking about? Yeah, so getting back to there, um, you know, this year... I'm really excited to go back out there. I mean, there's a couple venues that I like a lot. 
the flats, the Thousand Islands. I've done well there before. Yeah. So I, I'm really excited about this year. I kind of um, wet my feet last year, and and I'm 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 hungry, man. I want oh, yeah. I want to get out there, and, and and you you know we were talking about it today. We was like, what are you doing? And I was like, I'm doing this. And what are you doing? And and Man, it's just getting me pumped up. It is. Talking about it. It man, is. Like, it's an exciting time. You know, when you're on the heels of a new season, you know, and, and you see the potential of what could happen, it's an exciting thing, right? Sure. Well, and, you know, and that rookie season is hard. It's hard. It it's is hard. hard. You're, you're hard. stepping up fishing against the greatest anglers in the world. Yep. The media is all over it, which you've never experienced with the opens and that kind of stuff. It's like a whole different thing. The yeah. fans, the way the everything. Sponsorship. You know, throughout the whole year, I'm still trying to get sponsorship right? yeah. because you're trying to, to get better, you know. Yeah. And that whole thing is all new learning curve. Right. And, yeah. you know, anybody, don't get me wrong, there's some guys that get out there and they just hit the, you know, they hit a home run. But you got to strike out a little bit before you get, you know, get into. You group. definitely so, do. Absolutely. You got to learn to block absolutely. out exactly. those distractions, yeah. which is, you know, it's easier said than done. Is it sure is? It's a lot easier said than done. You know, I have a guy Oz that helps me with all my media stuff. You know, yeah. but even that, like that. You know, I had a flip phone until last year, <laughs> and I was going on the trail with the flip phone. The guys at the job, Big Tone, Sean. Uh, Louie, they were like, dude, you can't go out with that. You're going to be embarrassing us, man. <laughs> so they took me to the Apple store to go get an iPhone. I bound, wound up buying an iPhone. I still don't know how to work it, but these guys were behind me. See that? Now, you and, you and Bronski have something else in common. Bronski. Bronski's actually got a bag phone still. Nice. There you go. You want to show oh, that cool. on, on film, uh, Dave? You want to show the bag phone or no? It's charging. In it's the charging. Phone. Okay. <laughs> I didn't even know those things charged. I thought they used a, uh, a big uh, yeah. AC Delco. AC <laughs> Delco. <laughs> I'm going way back That's now. That's way back. I'm going way back. Yeah. Yeah, and it's interesting you're talking about that because we're going to have the Lee brothers on. Yep. So it'd be great. I, I, I want to let you guys talk a little bit too about that because, you know, they're they're going to be in the same exact situation yep. that you're in. So yeah. it's it's tough. It's tough. I remember my rookie season. I, I mean, in the top 100, it was... It was daunting. I mean, you, you, you're trolling down a grass bed, and you come around the corner, and there's Roland Martin. Yep. And then there's Rick Klon, and there's Kevin Van that's Dan. A, that's a weird thing. And you're like, what? You know, <laughs> how, how how in the world did I qualify at this level, and do I belong? I mean, they probably know what to do, and I'm completely lost right. yep. at this moment in time. And uh, it can really spin you out. I know it spun me out, you know, a lot. And uh but I can appreciate what you went through, and I'm really excited about uh, what's coming up this year for you. I'm, uh, appreciate I'm looking for some great stuff. Yeah, and, yep, uh, yep. I'm excited. Thousand Islands, Flats, <laughs> it's going to be awesome. Yep. Uh, let me remind everybody, uh, we want to hear from you. You could IM us with a question for Joe or anybody. Uh, hit us up on Twitter, Mike underscore Iconelli. Or, Bri, you could put a phone number up here eventually. We've got a 1-800 number. If you want to call in, there it goes on the screen. We want to hear from you. Uh, let's switch gears. I want to talk about something. Here we and, go. And <laughs> uh, this is a good story because it's probably going back to 2008 now. But I remember it like it was yesterday. We were both fishing a Everstart event, FLW Everstart event, yeah. on Kerr Reservoir oh in the boy. fall. <laughs> yep. This was a fall oh. tournament. So <laughs> in the fall on Kerr Reservoir, they bring that water level way down, right? The water level is low. And I want to say it was like the first night of practice, first day of practice, second day of practice. And uh, and there's all of a sudden I get in at dark. I practice dark to dark as normal, and I get in. And I'm not staying with you guys, but I'm staying somewhere else. But all of a sudden I start getting texts. Hey, have you? Did you see Joe on the water today? Has any? Have you? Have you yeah. talked to Joe? Has anybody seen Joe? No, I didn't. I'm fishing lower end lake. I didn't see him. And this goes on all night. Yep. And 
and nobody can find you. You're you're missing. Nobody can find your truck, your trailer. They have no idea where you're at. Yep. Tell, jump in here and uh, tell the All rest right. of this story. Basically, what happened was I was fishing up in the Roanoke River. Roanoke River for and for you car reservoir guys way up the river right hand side. Yep. Yep. And there's some backwater bays that you could get in when the water is at the right level. Yeah. Anyway, I was able to jump the sandbar to get in. But going over the sandbar, I could see water was really... They were pulling water. Pulling it out. Yeah. So I get in there, and obviously I caught a fish before that, a good one. So I was like, I need to go check that there. Yeah. I get in there, and, you know, an hour, two hours later, I come to go out. I can't get out. I'm stuck on the sandbar. Dry. dry. High and dry. They had dropped it. Like six inches, which may not seem like a lot, but in a bass boat, it's huge. It's a lot. It's huge. Yeah. So, wound up, um, start trying to push the boat out. That ain't happening. And I have my dog with me, Chestnut. Yeah. Who Becky has babysitted. Thank you, Becky. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, you get soaking wet from being in the water all day. You, you are literally soaking wet. So, um, nightfall comes, and I put my rain gear on, but... It starts to get cold. Now, it was like September, correct? Yeah, it was fall. It was, it was late fall. fall. With your flip-flops. Huh? But oh, flip-flops. yeah. I had flip-flops on. That's that's the other key. I had flip-flops on, and they got stuck in the sand. And I don't know if you ever had flip-flop go in the sand, but... It gets sucked right off your feet. Dude, you can never find it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we have a sucking sound? I have to do my own sound effects, because <laughs> Brian doesn't know how to do a sound effect yet back there. <laughs> anyway, so now I'm barefoot, and um, um, I got my rain gear on, and I, I wind up falling asleep, and I, and I wake up shaking as bad as I can, sh- just freezing cold. And... um. I tried to get in the rod locker. That didn't work. I was trying all this stuff, and uh, I was like, man, this is not good. I can literally feel hypothermia. Hypothermia. Absolutely. And you may think, okay, it was like 60 degrees, but when you're wet, And it's nighttime. It's nighttime, and you can't warm up. You just, your potty temperature keeps dropping down. Absolutely. So, and and I talk about this being prepared. So I had fished, the year before, I had fished the, the TBF National Championship, and they gave us a little bag, a little first aid kit. And I don't know what made me look in there, but yeah. I looked in there, and there was a silver emergency blanket. Yep. How about that? Okay? Yep. Huge. Yep. I was able to get the blanket around me and my dog, Chestnut, Yep. and we made it through the night. Yep. I mean, between her body and me and my body, he was like an oven. Huddled up wow. with, the, Huddled with up the blanket. And she literally saved my life. Yep. And I was able to make it through the night. Yep. So now, in the morning, I get up, and I can hear boats going out to the river. You know, running up and down. Yeah. They must be looking for me. Mm-hmm. So I had to walk. Now, have you ever tried to walk barefoot? Dude, you're hitting rocks and stuff, and it's killing your feet. Uh-oh, I hear music. <laughs> <laughs> Is that the sound effect? That's the no. sound effect when it's not supposed to happen. Okay, cool. <laughs> As usual. <laughs> anyway, I start walking out, and there's, um, I'm trying to remember his name, the guy from Pennsylvania, Randy. Anyway. Yarnell. Randy Yarnell. Yarnell yep. was out there, picks me up, and was like, man, we've been looking for you. So they take me all the way back to the ramp, and I didn't know at the time it was a big deal. The police are there, the EMS is there, you know, so yeah. I get there, and, and the police is like, the, the lead guy was like, starts asking me these questions, you know, like, do you feel depressed? You? I'm like, no, man, what are you talking about? I finally tried to figure out, he's trying to see if I was trying to commit suicide. Oh. I guess that's a big thing up there. Oh People driving God. off and commit suicide. I'm oh like, my! Dude, I'm not trying. Wow! To, yeah, I'm not trying to commit suicide. <laughs> I, I thought, 
dude, I'm perfect. He goes, he's like, really? Well, why didn't you try to walk towards the road? I said, very simple, dude. I said, first of all, I had no shoes, no flip-flops. I'm highly allergic to poison ivy. I blow up like a balloon. He says, what's the second reason? I said, Deliverance wasn't filmed in Brooklyn. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't catching me out there. Ding, ding. No way, kid. No, not where I come from. <laughs> exactly. I was waiting for Banjo. Here comes, wait. That was you walking there through the woods. There you go. Hey. Come on. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah! Mr. Sancho lost <laughs> car. Uh, wow! Yeah. I think, wow! I, I think the people in Virginia take offense to that. <laughs> oh, well, they could do whatever they want, but I wasn't walking through the woods. Yeah, I, I, I think that was filmed in Georgia. Oh, wherever uh, it was filmed, I didn't know, man. It hey, wasn't filmed this, in Brooklyn. This is something big just happened. Brian put a sound effect on when it was supposed to happen. Right. Yeah, Brian. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> nice. Brian, thank you for doing that, man. Very nice. Yeah. Dude, I was so ahead of you guys with that. Oh, okay. <laughs> here, is wait, that what we heard earlier? Wait, wait. <laughs> okay. That's, that's what it was. It was that's right. Good. Wow. So that's, that's unbelievable. That's a great yeah. story. Yep. What an awesome story, yep. man. <laughs> and my friend Bruce Neal had gone out that night with the police looking for me. Yeah. Yep. And they were getting the helicopter ready. And the best thing was... I finally get the boat pulled out, and I go to, like, the gas station to gas up, and I go in there to pay, and there on the billboard, missing. Chocolate Lab and Joe Sanchez. <laughs> I took it. I have it at home someplace. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's unbelievable. I, so. I, thought, I thought, you know, what was really cool was that, uh, you know, we all know you. We all yep. love you. And Bruce was integral part in coordinating yep. uh, the search effort. And uh, Jeff, so was Jeff Randy, yep. Jeff, and we, what we did was we talked to everybody, and we split up, yep. and, you know, this guy went up the Roanoke, this guy went up, you know, the <laughs> other river systems, grassy and everywhere else, and so we made sure that we had somebody everywhere on yep. that body of water. And I appreciate that. It was, it was scary for a while there, but... It's a scary, uh, a scary, scary yeah, thing. Scary thing. Joe, yeah. Joe, and what? Then, you know, the, the police wound up calling my house. Thank God my wife wasn't there, because I think she would have freaked out. <laughs> you know, they leave a message on the answer machine. Yeah, your husband's missing. Uh, oh, you got any idea God. where he's at? You know? So, <laughs> oh, not a good God. thing. Hey, Joe, were the questions real condescending? from the police and the paramedics though like did you feel like you were being looked down on like did you feel embarrassed no it was just like they were asking me like these weird questions are you depressed do you have problems at home I was like how does this guy know some yeah. information you know yeah, that, that's when in a situation like that is when you kick out the Tommy Biffle and you go you're making it hot on me trying to win a tournament here <laughs> trying to win a tournament here making it hot on me hot <laughs> That's when you kick that out. You know what I mean? Yeah, you gotta I, save I just, it for those. I moments. didn't understand what they were coming at, man. I, I was like, dude, I got no shoes on. Can yeah. I get to my car? You know? And they're like oh, asking me all these questions. And somebody's putting some check in my pulse. I'm like, oh my okay, gosh. Man. Damn, wow. Yankees. Wow, through the gamut. What do we got question wise back there in the booth? Uh, Rebecca, Brian, we got some good questions. What do we got coming? What do we got flowing through? What do we got? I see a bunch of stunned people back there. Wow. <laughs> I, uh, wow. I, I caught them off guard. The they were so into the banjo music. Yeah. There's, <laughs> that I think they're just off off, off kilter here. Wow. Well, I, I remember fishing with you, wow. Joe. I remember fishing <laughs> Go ahead, on the Hudson River. River. Yeah. And uh, I remember we fished the uh, divisional tournament. We were just talking about yeah, that. Uh, that's old time. Yeah, Mark, Mark was there. Was that the was team. before the divisional that you guys fished with Mike. Yep, the year before. Yeah. That, two years before. That had to be 1994. 
Or nine that was our five. that was our first uh, divisional, right? Yeah, first yeah. divisional yep. I fished. Yep. Both of us. Yeah. And as a it, team, we wound up winning it. We did. We crushed them. Crushed yep. them. On the Hudson. On the on Hudson, Hudson River. Yep. And yep. I lost by two ounces to Jim Flanagan. That's right. I'll never forget I that. I got a funny story about that, too. <laughs> we pull, I don't know if you remember, we pulled in on a Sunday, early morning, to the to like the resort kind of thing. Right, And right. We, had, we had like a swimming pool. Mm-hmm. It was October. Right? It was like the first weekend of October. And the guys from Maine are swimming in the pool. Meanwhile, we're freezing, right? <laughs> so, because this is like summer to them. Uh. But anyway, we, we're going to have a pickup game of basketball, right? So... No one really knows Joe. This is really his first year before that qualified for the regional. Yeah. So Joe comes walking up, and he's like, uh, a couple of us are just shooting around. Because it was like a resort. They had a basketball. And Joe's like, hey, you guys want to play basketball? And we all look at Joe like, now he was a lot lighter back then. Had hair, too. Had a little hair, yeah. too. Yeah, I had hair, too. Yeah. yeah. There you go. But he did not look like basketball material. <laughs> <laughs> so he comes over, and he's like, you guys want to play basketball? Yeah, sure. So... We choose up like three on three, whatever. And Joe's on the other team. I got the, I got the job to guard Joe, right? I don't really know him either yet. Dude, he schooled us. Let me tell you. <laughs> Being from Queens, he is all about basketball. Oh, yeah. He was dribbling between his legs. Said your blood, Joe. He yeah. was going. Hey, man, be- Brooklyn came out, man. I had to get old school. On he was going kid, behind man. the back layups. I was like, this guy is for real. Randy McAlusa was I like. Think- <laughs> Botafuco, all right. <laughs> <laughs> I think he even tried to take money from us. He tried to bet us that he That's couldn't. awesome. And, and here's something else that brings me, brings up is you are not the stereotypical looking angler, which I love. Right. I, I love it. Exactly. But we, I've heard people say, man, that Joe's intimidating. He's mean looking, <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, everybody Do you get that a little bit? Oh, all the time, dude. I get, you know, guys come up, oh, yeah, you know, you're intimidating. It was like this and... Really? Oh, oh, really? Okay. You know, <laughs> I don't know what to say, man. But I really, you know, just two things. Don't, you know, don't try to intimidate me. And number two, which is a big one, don't touch the beer. No, no. <laughs> That's a big no-no. No, no, no. For everyone out there, if you don't want a Keith Boucher-ish Monroe incident, do not touch Joe's beard. There Stay away go. from the beard. Stay away. Stay away. Uh, real quick, Joe, let everybody know, uh, Bri, let everybody know. Tell them how they can get a hold of you. Tell them how they could follow you. Yep. Give them some information on how to keep up to date with you and, and your career and what's okay. going on. You can look me up on Facebook, Joe Sancho Bass Fishing. Um, I'm, I'm new at all this media game. So, like I said, my buddy Oz is really helping me out a lot. He, he takes care of all that stuff. I know I was getting... Brian back there was busting my chops about Twitter, but eventually we're going to tweet. Is that how you say it? Tweet. Twat, whatever you... I'm Twi- <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me? Did I yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, we're going to do a little bit of all that. We have to get those words in yeah. every once in a while. Thank you for doing Thank that. Thank you. So we're going to eventually do some of that, but uh, yeah, Joe Sancho Bass Fishing, as you can see on the shirt. On the shirt. I like it. I got yep. you one shirt. Yeah, thank you for the shirt, by the way. <laughs> That's one of my favorite shirts, man. I love that thing. And uh, yeah, you can follow me there. So that hopefully this year we'll have more updates and stuff like that. Cool. I'm going to be doing some um, some blogs for Susquehanna Tackle. Cool. So I'm going to try to keep up with that stuff. So I'm I'm, I'm starting to get to what they call the social network. So, yes. Which is a big step. It is. So and is people have said part. that they, they, they are following you, Joe. All right. I'm yeah. Sorry? What you say? I know. <laughs> <laughs> People are following Joe. Yeah, They've yeah, all right. Me on working. Here. Yeah. It's working. Brian, Thank what did you have up there? I couldn't see it with the glare. Oh, we have a we have a caller. We have on a caller. Cool. Caller's awesome. got some questions for our guest. Awesome. Uh, punch him through. Uh, caller, what's your name? Where are you calling from? 
yeah, um, Trevor Graham. I'm from Bemis Point, New York, Chautauqua Lake, in Pacific. Okay. How you doing and, tonight, Trevor? Uh, what? How you doing tonight, man? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. I'm watching the show, and uh, I have a question for Joe, which is uh, qualifying from New York uh, is uh, tough, obviously, because it seems like, if I'm correct, he's the only Fisher Elite Series pro from New York. Is that correct? That's correct, yep. Currently? Yep, currently, yep. Yeah, it's not e- well, it's, it's definitely not easy, that's for sure. But go ahead, I'm sorry. Uh, I can't hear you very well. Tur- turn your uh, turn your volume down just a little bit on your laptop, Trevor. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, I'm not even by it anymore. Okay. Okay. Um. Oh, now I hear you. Okay. Um. So, um, my question is, I'm I'm 18. Yep. And I've been fishing in a bass club for uh, two years now, and I've had one small win on that, but I don't know where the next step is. How do I get, especially in New York State, where it's tough? Okay. How do I get up to? You know, the level. It's a great question. Well, Trevor, I don't. Uh, are you still in high school? Uh, no, I'm just graduated. Okay. Uh, I don't know if guys notice, but tomorrow, I don't know if I'm going to make it because of a storm. But I was scheduled to go talk at Plattsburgh University fishing. They have a fishing team. Wow. So, Plattsburgh, New York. Yep. So that would be my next step for you is to find a college that does have a fishing team. Go there. Number one, get an education, mm-hmm. and 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 get into the to the college fishing. It is huge. I wish I had it. I'm sure you guys wish yeah. you had it. It is huge right now. Yeah. College fishing, and they have high school fishing now. Yeah. So you need you need to check out one of those things. Also check out a local club, the federation, the New York Fed yep. Federation, and you can fish as a non-boater. And, and and it's little steps. It's little, you know. Yeah, the, the story we were talking about yeah, earlier, exactly. joining an organized club, whether it's a local club yep, or a high exactly. school or a college club, that's important. That's it's an huge. important step. Learning from peers is, is a big part of the process. And, and and there's so much available. We talked about the Federation. You know, we talked about there's the BFLs. You can fish as a co-angler. Yep. Uh, you can get involved with that. The college program, of course. You One of the neatest things, and it's a great way to learn and see what the pros are really doing, is, you, Trevor, you can actually fish with Mike and Joe as an observer or a marshal, marshal. in the elite program. Marshal. And you can really, you know, accelerate your learning curve there. And, of course, infinite amount of information available on the Bass University there TV. Internet. So, through the web. That's right. Absolutely. Never stop yeah, learning. I, never. Never. Thank you, Trev. Uh, on the marshalling, I have been a marshal. Um, awesome. I was a marshal at the Elite uh, the Cayuga event this past year. Okay. And I must say to Mike, uh, you're an inspiration of mine because... Thank um, you. Uh, first of all, you've been to my lake, and I saw you fish here. I love that lake. Major League Fishing. I love that lake. And yep. uh, ever since I saw all that, I was like, wow, you know, you can be... I'm a little bit of a wild, crazy guy like you a little bit. Yell and <laughs> scream a lot. Yeah! I like that. And... Uh, and... Uh, on that, I so I got inspired, and um, that was the first thing. The second thing is, is when I met you up at the Cayuga event, I came up, and I don't know if you remember this, I came up with a hat I had from the Major League Fishing, and you said, you know, some, like, where'd you get this? And, like, that's really cool. And, you know, a personal, really nice guy such as yourself is an inspiration. So Thank you. Um, that made it turn to where 
you know, I didn't know for a while exactly what I wanted to do, and now I think I decided. That that that's. And, that's awesome. That's awesome. And and what you know what Joe so, said earlier. If you're watching, I want to make sure before we let you go that you know and Joe reinforce this that you can do it. You know, no just because it. you're young and you're from upstate New York, there's not a lot of pros from that part of the country. It's a doable dream, right, it's Joe? Definitely doable. You just got to keep at it, and you know, it, it's going to be some tough times. There's going to be tournaments you don't do well and stuff like that. And like I said early in the show. Mike was at every weigh-in, whether he did good or not, because he was a sponge. And that's what you need to do. You're at the age right now mm-hmm. where start learning everything. Yeah. Start going to Bass University. Start looking up on their TV show and stuff like that. This is, this is stuff that's going to that's gonna implant you so you can take the next step. And just keep learning. It, absolutely. And, and, you know, something that was really interesting and, and should be an inspiration to you is we had Jacob Wheeler in Chicago mm. at the Bash yep. University. Mm-hmm. And all Jacob Wheeler does is win these giant tournaments with these big purses. <laughs> and he's 24 years old. Yep. Wow. So, you know, at 18, you obviously you're younger than that. But what what we're seeing now is like Brandon Polinick and Jacob Wheeler. The Lee brothers. The Lee brothers, the Lee brothers joining brothers us tonight. Joining yeah. us tonight. Fresh out of college. With the, with the yeah. internet. And I cheer on those guys a ton. They're they're also an inspiration as well because yep. to come from college and be you know they just signed with Quantum. I saw yeah. um, they're really moving big. So that is part of my plan. I do think I'm going to pick a college that will have a team like that. that that's awesome. Yep. Well, we we wish you luck. Thanks for the call. Keep watching. You're definitely going to want to hear from the yep. Lee brothers later tonight. Thanks yep. for the call, man. I will. Okay. Yep, thank you. Wow. Bye-bye. Great call. That's yeah, what it's all about call. right there. Yeah. That yeah. really that's puts... The of America. Isn't that amazing? Mm-hmm. That puts in perspective Absolutely. exactly what we're talking about yeah. tonight. Yeah. From yeah. a lot of levels. And, 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 you know, something that he touched on, you know, like he comes up to you at the ramp and stuff like that, you know. Everybody asks me, you know, you had a difficult season. How, man, seeing a kid come up to me and ask me for my autograph made my world. Oh, yeah. How, I mean, you... It's I don't know how many guys know how much special, time this man spent. It's a special <laughs> thing. But it's unbelievable. Yeah. And, 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 and as bad as you do, for somebody to come up and ask you your autograph, yeah. it all puts it in perspective. Oh, so it does. thank you. Thank the fans. You know, Absolutely. For coming out and supporting us. Yeah. I appreciate that. It's key. Rebecca. Yes, ma'am. Do you have a question? Well, Comment. for that young lad that was just on the phone, there's plenty of comments. Okay. Streaming through the IM. What so do we got? check those out. No, just for him, just oh, okay. like people talking about, you know, college suggestions, fishing, all, suggestions, all sorts of good stuff. Awesome. Um, we also have plenty of Joe shout outs. I think you just got an extra 10 followers. Nice. Yeah. yeah. You wow. also you. apparently have Twitter. Like you didn't that. know it, but you got Twitter. You got Twitter. We also have some amazing Mark shout outs. People are very excited to have you here. Uh, he's, he's a legend in this area. So. Wow. I didn't know that. How about lots, that? Lots wow. of love. A legend here. of South Jersey. Hey, Joe, well, one question just came across. A guy asked you, if he axes you a question at the boat ramp, are you going to knife him? <laughs> I might. I might. Depends how he axes me. <laughs> you know what? My favorite. <laughs> Brooklyn, man. If you can't understand, giddy up, go daddy. You know my, <laughs> my favorite comment of the night so far has been... What kind of Harley does Joe Hall's boat with? Well, I ride a Harley, and um, yeah. I know I got some really good friends that were some serious hardcore bikers, but I don't ride a Harley, so 
Ah. Just to answer that question. See, yeah. take that, everyone. I drive everyone. a bass boat probably the same way as I drive a Harley. Oh, my so. God. <laughs> maybe, maybe you should talk to Harley Davidson. Ah. That would be pretty good. There you go. Wow. Harley yeah. Davidson is listening. Yeah. Absolutely. Right New on. demographic. Way yeah. to expand their market in the yeah. sport fishing world a little yeah, bit. Yeah, we'll get them yeah. on board. Great cool. idea, Pete. Could you see him? That's a 20% commission. Not a problem. Could you see him on, like, the flats in 100-degree weather with a leather jacket on fishing? Oh, yeah. As part of your contract, you have to wear leather. That's not <laughs> a problem. Leather. Leather, baby. Leather. 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 Yes, Brian? We actually have another phone call. We do. Okay, we, we have, have another caller. Call. Patch him through. Caller, what's your name? Where you call from? What's your question? My name is Andy. I'm Hi. from Stevensville. I'm from Chesapeake Bay. Hi, Andy. And I have a question for Mark on the couch. Yes. Yeah. Woo. Really? I knew it earlier. It's a, why is it always the bigger, heavier guys calling the other guys big and heavy? Oh, <laughs> oh. that wasn't oh, a question. Wow. That sounds like that was more harsh. Of a <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know if that was a question as much How as rude. confrontational. Listen, uh, well, I don't know what to say. I just know that uh, Thanksgiving I was two sixty-five. I'm two twenty-five now. So yeah, wow. Wow. take yeah. that. Well, Moving in the right direction. Forty pounds is a big achievement. Yeah, but I noticed this at work a lot. It's always you know. You never see a skinny guy calling a bigger, you know, somebody that's not an average weight, you know, heavy. It's always the bigger guys making that, throwing his comments around. Uh, that's not true at all. I call people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, let me, caller, are you are you heavy or are you skinny? What are you? I'm skinny. I don't have, I don't know. I've never had an issue with being able to. So then stay out of us fatties' lives. Let us get to each other, all right? Come on, we've earned it. I we get ripped on all day. Hey, we've I earned it. Fun of me for how skinny I am. <laughs> Good question, man. Thank you, you for the call. call. That was a cool question. Yep. <laughs> I, I guess. I like it. Whenever they're not, hey, listen to me. If it's a non-fishing question, it's very refreshing. Every yeah. once in a while, Bri, thank you. Indeed. Let them in. Yep. We want them. We love fishing questions, but... Weight questions. Uh, well, you know, you know anything. I like them. Pete, Pete could could test to this. We can lose weight. It's the ugly people that have problems. Right? Exactly. I can lose weight, dude. Right. I'm still good looking. Right. You know what I'm saying? What's an ugly person gonna do? Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Room uh, knows how to make these things into assets. You know, and I'm getting lots of questions about sponsors. We'll all just get weight loss sponsors. Hey, there's a go. lot out there. Where's I'm you? telling you right now. Jared? Where's Jared at? Jared, are you taking notes? Where's oh, Jared? Yeah. Under, Under Armour better get with me because I'm going to be ripped. <laughs> let, me, let, me see, let me see a little, see a little half flex there. Pete. Just give me a half flex. Look at that. Wow. Wow. I don't know if we, maybe we should get a close up of that. Man, big gun over there. That's right. Uh, we're we're going to keep it going here. We're approaching. The hour. A lot of you have been waiting for this. This is uh, this is a cool part of the show because I. What would you call it? I I would call it. Um, would you call it gossip? No. What Jerry Springer? No. What? How would you put? We're, we're spinning the show a little bit to be modern and to be a little. We're, Just we're gonna, don't say TMZ. Right? TMZ is honest reporting. This is, is honest reporting, yeah. right? No, it is right. Yeah. So we're not we're the not taking advantage deal. of anybody here. Crashgate. Crashgate. It could um, be called Crashgate. No, it's not even that. Let's not give it a name. It's no. two guys that are professionals that got heated and got into a little exchange that right. every professional athlete does. Right. And 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 that's how we're gonna we're gonna view it. We're not taking sides tonight. We want to explore the subject. And I know you all know about it. Happened a few weeks ago. Mm -hmm. uh, incident down on uh, the Bass Open at Lake Toho. Uh, and, and we're just gonna talk about it. We're gonna flush it out. 
We're going to throw it out there. Uh, I think we're going to get a couple of the guys on the phone, hopefully, at least one. And, and we're going to throw it out there. And again, let me remind you, we want to hear from you guys, too. We want to hear how you feel about this subject, because I think that's important part of the story as well. Public perception of, of what happened. I, I, I can't, I'm, I'm interested to talk about it. I know you've crashed... But mainly you crash in inanimate objects. Inanimate objects. Trees on <laughs> yeah, the bank and, and stuff. Joe does too. Yeah. <laughs> I, do you remember? I had a high speed crash in a tournament. I remember. Um, so I've got some experience with this sort of thing. I'd, I'd like for you to talk a little bit about that today. I, I'm, I'd be happy to. Okay. We discussed it. You know, when I. And the interesting thing about when I crashed, it was TMZ wasn't out yet. Right, so there was no internet. Yeah, it there wasn't. Was, there was no social media. Bass Fan just was getting started, and Jay Kumar called me and Scott Rook. That's who. I, that's who we crashed, um, and he interviewed us. And I took a path of non-confrontation during that interview, as I expect is to take, to protect my sponsorship, to protect my brand. And what I was trying to accomplish in the fishing business, and I didn't get involved with the, you know, the TMZ kind of, you know, let's let's have this out in the media. Yeah. I, you know, I look back at it now, and I honestly wish that I had, you know, because there were some things, you know, I read the interview from him, and there was things that I blatantly disagree with, and I wanted to confront and contradict, and um, and I had the chance to do it. Yeah. And I opted not to take it. Yeah. Looking back at it, I, well, I wish I had set the record yeah. straight. Yeah. And, and and that's what I think is going to be interesting tonight. And I, I'm 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 not going to I'm not going to take a side on it. But I think we're going to hear we're going to hear several story we're going to hear stories tonight. We're going to have different opinions. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, the bigger picture I want to talk about, and I'm curious to see what everybody feels about it, is how this really fits into what what's happened in the sport of fishing. I you, you know, I want to talk about it more later, but this is nothing new. This has happened before. Mm-hmm. This happens every day in <laughs> other sports and nobody blinks an eye. But it happens True. in our sport yeah. and it's the end of the world. We're going to hear more about that. And let me remind you, if you want to uh chime in on the the topic shift here, uh, you can IM us right there next to your screen. You could also hit us up on Twitter, Mike underscore Iconelli, or eventually Brian's going to have a phone number up there where you can call in, and we want to hear from you about this. Brian, how do you want to handle this? What do you want to do first? You want to? Well, you wanna... we're gonna we're gonna roll our Xmark commercial. Okay, all right. So what For we're going to do? Time. Okay, thank you. So we're going to take a short little break. We're going to play a little Xmark piece from our sponsor. I want you to watch it, and when we come back from this little break, we will have. Keith Pochet. Keith Pochet on the phone. Mike Iaconelli, Ike Live. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. It's going to be. This is your wake up call, pal. Go to. Welcome to Monster Bucks Weekend Moments. Brought to you by Xmark. Michael Waddell has been consistently hunting a huge buck spotted a few days before. We know this boy's in here. We're going to keep asking. With a hot doe in the area. It's not long before the giant appears. The doe begins to lead the buck right into Michael's bow range. At the right time, Michael comes to full draw. Biggest deer of my life, maybe the biggest deer I'd ever kill in my life. 
with an unbelievable oh score of 196 Pope and Young, Michael just killed his biggest buck ever. Folks at home, uh, welcome back. Uh, we took a short little break. Hope you enjoyed that little X Mark commercial we just played. Uh, definitely check them out if you get a chance. Go to their website. Uh, check it. Check them out on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter and all that stuff. Uh, you know, this is this is a part of the show I've been looking forward to. Uh, you know, I, what I want to tell everybody is I've been the same place you've been. I've been on the outside looking in. At what happened, just like you guys have. Uh, you know, I've, I've been keeping my eye on the Internet. I've been watching Bassmaster.com, Bass Fan. So it, it, it's neat because I've got no more information, I think, than most of you viewers out there. Uh, but, but it's interesting to me that we're going to be able to talk about this. And, and we're all going to come up with conclusions, I think, that are, that are going to vary. Uh, and again... Very excited about about what's going on, Pete. I mean, how do how do, how do you feel? I mean, how do you feel about what's happened? Do you feel any different at the end of the day right now? Well, you know, I don't know. I, I I think it's you know they had it. They had an impact. It was a, it was a it was a crash, right? Um, tempers tempers flared. You know, and you got you got to expect that, and we've seen it a million times. Hey, you know, I, I, you know, I can relate to tempers. I can relate to that. I, 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 th- I think there's, it. I think there's fault here on both sides. You know how how it how it was handled. I, you know, I don't know a lot. Of First, let me say this. Yes. Well, I, you know, I don't know if I want to comment before Keith talks or what. But my understanding is of the incident. Keith's coming into the lock. Ish is in a fixed position. They're prior to the entering the lock, and Keith's coming in hot. There's current. Puts his trolling motor down and impacts Ish's boat. Right, it's harder than, you know, made ish comfortable. Because I'm telling you, if you've ever been in a locking situation, and a lot of people listening might not know what we're talking about. Yeah, the, uh, that's important. That's important to let people know that that's a tough situation. Right, to, to, right to begin with, before anything ever happens, it's small lock, crowded mm-hmm. conditions, time, people wanting to get down. Mm-hmm. There's that time They're crunch, Expert, a lot of pressure. Expert navigators are going to have trouble in that situation, mm. right? It's right. hard. Yeah. You've got boats all around you. You've got current. The locks are pumping current from awkward directions, and you're you're going to have impact. You suffer damage when you're trying to – and the lock at Lake Toho, which is where this occurred, it's the lock that goes from Lake Toho uh, down headed towards Lake Kissimmee. Uh, it's a relatively small lock. can handle about 50 or 60 boats. Nose to motor, you know, it's small. And uh, you got to pa- and you want to pack the guys in there because if you miss the lock, now you have to wait twenty or thirty minutes to catch the next one. So the lockmaster does a good job of trying to pack the boats in there. I've had I've had motors rip my uh, cowling on the outboard, trolling motors scratch each other. You you take a beating, but at the same time, when you're coming into a situation like that, if you're coming in hot, you're responsible for that. Uh, the the boater is responsible for any impact he causes when he's under power, uh, especially when he's up against a boat that's not under power. I know I, I you know I study for my captain's license. I've got my captain's license. There's a few rules of the road that that are key. For right. instance, when I got into my accident, I was being passed. 
right? The person doing the passing is responsible right. for what happens there. He has to pass me safe distance uh, and, you know, keep a safe distance yeah. for me. That's his responsibility. And because that didn't happen, he got five citations on that for that incident. Yeah. Now, I am surprised, based on what I've heard, that Keith didn't get a citation for the impact so I there may there's got to be more to it than yeah. than what I've read or what I've heard. I'm anxious to see what what Keith's interpretation of exactly what happened was. Yeah, and um, it looks like we might have him on the phone we're, right now. Yeah, we're going to find out right now. And and again, this is this is a great part of the show because I think we're all going to learn exactly what happened. Uh, you know, hearing secondhand information a lot of times, you don't get the whole picture. You don't know the whole story. So I'm anxious to talk to Keith. Uh, I think we've got him on the phone, Brian the Carpenter, and. Or is Keith ready to go? Uh, joining us, I, I think he's from home. We're going to ask him in a second. Uh, joining us is Keith Boucher. Keith, you on the line? Hey, I guess so. I'm here. Thanks hey, for Keith. Me. Thank you. Thank you for coming on tonight, man. Um, where are you at? Are you home? Are you traveling? Or where, where are you at tonight? Yeah, man, I'm at home. Uh, we we got a three three week old baby, baby, and I'm just here spending some time with the family, hanging out. And, yep. Uh, Congratulations, by the way. Congratulations. Thanks. You're you're Thanks. welcome. Uh, yeah, again, so, you know, the big thing, I, I'd love to hear, you know, I think this is probably, you know, the first time I've heard it. I'd, I'd love to hear your take on it, because it's hard, and I know you've been hit with this over and over, but it's hard from, you know, the secondhand perspective to gauge what happened, you know? So, you know, I, I, I could sit here, and Pete could sit here, and it's funny, because you get a million different opinions on something, but you weren't there. We weren't mm-hmm. there. We didn't know what happened. Uh, what, what, what do you want to tell us, Keith, about what happened that day and, and, and what the situation was? Yeah, I, I appreciate you giving me this opportunity. Sure. Uh, you know, it's, it's just an uh, unfortunate situation. You know, I, I regret that I'm, I'm involved in it. Um, you know, you know, accidents happen, and, and unfortunately we have to deal with them and, and face them. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, first off, I mean, let me just make it clear that, um, you know, of course, I'm running to the law. Um, you know, we're trying to get through. Um, I didn't even practice this event. I just showed up for this event. I just had my baby, and I just come down. I had no pre-practice. Felt like I needed to go to Kissimmee. Went down the first day, uh, had a decent day, and uh, going back again the second day. So I'm I'm heading down to the lock. Um, there's a boat right in front of me, kind of to the right a little bit. He shuts down. I shut down. We both shut down and island in. So we're out of it to lock. Of course, there's a lot of boats that stacked up waiting to go through. I mean, I mean, of course, you got the boards that's coming way out that yeah. the guys are bumping up against and stuff. So, I mean, they're way out in front of there. So the first thing I do is shut down. And there's another boat in front of me that shut down. I shut down behind this boat. And he's off to my right a little bit. He kind of angles and stays to the right of, of the pack. I go in the middle, like right up the middle, like towards everyone, right in the center. And, um, you know, once I get fairly close, I've I've been idled, you know, several, you know, feet. I mean, you know, 10, 15 feet, you know, idling in. You know, we have to show the lockmaster a uh, piece of paper of our boat number. Yes. You know, kind of expedite things and just get get through and and make it it a lot quicker. So so I'm, I'm idling in. I'm getting fairly close. I shut the motor off. I get up and I and I get in the back compartment behind my seat. I get my paper out to, to show the lockmaster. While all that's taking place, 
I miss I misjudged the momentum. I misjudged the, the, the momentum of, of when I was idling in, the wind and and the little current because when when they open these locks, they open the locks to crack it and let the water go fill up yeah. the, the lock to to uh to lock the other boat. Suction. So yeah. they they've cracked this lock and you know, of course there's water running in and you know, I just made a terrible mistake. I wasn't attending the, the momentum of my boat once I, I had shut it off to get my paperwork. So by the time I got my paperwork, got on the front deck, put my trolling motor up, I mean, I'm within, you know, five feet or, or maybe a little more from, from Ish's boat. Get my trolling motor down, and I'm trying to stop it, which is just, just no, no way to stop it. And um, and then I, I struck him in the side, just kind of right like in the middle of the front deck area. Um, you know, just an unfortunate deal that uh, I made a bad judgment and, and I take blame for it. Yeah, and that, and, and that happens. I mean, that's, you know, they, they call it an accident, you know. I've been in yeah. car accidents. I mean, we've all been in accidents, and it, it, it happens. Well, did, did, did it cause any damage to your boat or Ish's boat? It did not cause any damage to mine. Um, I was in a barred boat. I was in a, a FX-20 Skeeter uh, with a uh, with Minn Kota. Uh, it did not damage the, the trolling motor shaft at all. Um, I was not aware at the time if it, if it caused any damage to Ish's boat. Uh, we didn't assess any damage. We didn't look at anything. Um, I, I couldn't tell just visually looking because when I hit, I put my hand right there to, to stop the momentum. Um, and, of course, then, you know, he began to get upset. And, um, um, you know, I could tell, and I, and I was very apologetic. You know, I, I realized it was my fault. Um, you know, I just made a, a, a terrible mistake, an honest mistake, the accident that happens every day. All right. And, um, you know, I was trying to be apologetic. And then the next thing I know, we're in a, uh, the conversation, heated conversation that uh, ends up with him jumping in my boat and, um then pushing me overboard. So, just this unfortunate situation that uh, I, I, very, I felt very badly for um, that it happened, and it just kind of got escal- escalated to to a point that uh, it just got out of hand. Yeah, I'm. I'm it's. Keith, this is Pete, and uh, I really appreciate you, you know, telling us your story because you didn't, you don't have to do this, and uh, a lot of people would, might not, you know, share this this story with us. I really appreciate that, and um, you know, I know you guys both got disqualified. Um, you know, it, it sounds to me like it was an maybe based on what you're saying, it was an honest accident, and they happened. Um, I've been in them many times, and uh, with, with those types of things. But you guys both got disqualified. What did did the tournament directors talk to you about? Why you got disqualified in this scenario? Yeah, they felt like that uh, I was in an un, unsafe boating um, place. I mean, uh, mode. I mean, I just uh, sportsmanship. Uh, I guess you know the fact that uh, you know words were said uh, at, at some point. Um, you know, after the fact that. Uh, you know, I was pushing the water, and he got back in his boat. I got back in mine. Uh, you know, I, I I I said, "Hey, this is BS. Uh, this is unprofessional, and uh, I'm going back and, and report this." So things that I said probably was unprofessional at the time, and I admit, um, you know, but that that was the reasoning for them to to disqualify me through talking to witnesses and and saying that you know I did come in there a little hot. Um, and you know, I guess a few things that I said in, inappropriate. 
Gotcha. That, it, have they? Uh, it, are is that the final? Is is this it, Keith? I mean, is this the end of what Bass has determined is is the final? Uh, are you guys still? Because I know a lot of times they'll keep something open and want to, you know, we'll find something out a month from now that there's more to it. Have they told you that that's it? You're just both you guys are DQ'd. There's you know, and and then that's it, and they're moving on with it, or are they keeping this open? Um, the, the email I, I received and um, talking with Trip briefly uh, was it's under investigation still. Um, you know, I, I, I hope it's over with uh, for myself and, and for Ish. Yeah. You know, I, I like Ish. I think he's a great fisherman. I think he's a great guy. I think we just both, um, you know, got it, had a uh, unfortunate circumstance. Um, you know, he, he lost his cool, and I think anybody would lose their cool. It's just it's just part of being a competitor. And uh, you know, I, I feel like that you know it's in Bass's hands now, and you know they yeah. talked to all the witnesses and they looked at all the evidence and. It's up to them to to continue going forward and make a decision on what they want to do in the future. Yeah. Well, well, hey, look, you know, I, I will just jump in here real quick and say, uh, I, I I can relate. I, I you know, as you're talking, Keith, I'm thinking about this, putting myself in that position, and I can relate to it because we're all human. I mean, you know, human nature. I mean, you know, tempers flare. You know, I, I've been yeah. agitated. I've been mad. I've made mistakes. I mean, it's it, you know. What happened from either side? I don't know that there's a right or wrong. I just think it happened. You know what I mean? Like, this stuff happens all the time. Like, I'm not saying it's right, but I can relate to it. You know what I mean, Joe? Oh, yeah. You've been pissed off before. Of course. And and as a competitor, your competitive nature kicks in. Competitive nature kicks in. And, 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 you know, you want to to get to the lock as fast as possible. Right. Obviously. Yeah. And uh, like you said, a mistake happens or whatever. And and heated words, we all had them. Yeah. And whatever, it, yeah. you know. So and, I, and I can understand. Yeah. And that's and, and and for a lot of the guys watching the show, I think that's a, a missing link. Is you know, here's an event where you have an opportunity to make the classic competition mode. Makes when that huge. when that light switches on, I don't want to say you black out, but you get in the competition mode, mm-hmm. and, and and it's a different place. You know, you're in a different place. And the other thing is, I think, just the scene at the lock there. Des- describe, Keith, describe a little bit more. I know we've got a lot of viewers who aren't familiar with the locking process. Describe just a little more what that scene was like at that lock. Right. It had, what, what it the, had to be a madhouse, right, what, what are the other competitors doing? Is anybody else getting involved with this, or what's happening there? You know, yeah, once this incident took place, I mean, I, I, you know, no one else said anything. Uh, you know, of course, uh, whenever I was... When I was fell out of my boat, I fell on top of another boat, and the co-angler out of that boat helped me up, and he, he told, he said, hey, guys, I need to be professional, stop this, and that, that was the only extent of anybody else jumping in. But the, the scene at this lock is, is unlike any other because your typical lock's a lot bigger. Uh, you got barges going through on, on big river systems and lakes. So, I mean, it's real small, it's real compact. Everybody's trying to, you know, get an edge and, and get in and, uh, a lot of boat bumping going. But, you know, when, when they open these locks, I mean, it, there's a little current going because, you know, when they open them, they're, they're rising the water up, going down. And, you know, the, the momentum's going to take you. So, I mean, a lot of times you're kind of at a point where you're in trouble or it's just uncontrollable and you're going to bump into people. And there was a lot of bumping going on. I mean, even yeah. after 
Ish and I had our incidents. There was boats coming into my boat bumping, and I made some comments. I'm like, what about him? What about this guy? Right. And it was just a, a situation where I feel like I did bump him harder than these other boats bumped me. Uh, I'm not I'm not trying to say I didn't, but uh, you know that goes on, and it's it's just a, a madhouse. I bet. I, you know, one of the things when I was reading and hearing about this, I was concerned for you and Ish both, man. That's the last place I'd want to go in the water is a in, in a locking situation. Lock with, yeah. Well, yeah, with all that current, all those yeah. boats. I mean, were you both able to – did you spend any time in the water? Were you scared or how, how long were you in the water? Yeah, I mean, uh, fortunately, I, I, I fell halfway in the water on, and on the back of another boat, which my hip hit the, the power pole brackets and the motor. Um, you know, my, my hips still swole and black and blue a little bit, which I'm fine. I mean, I can walk and I have mobility, but, um, you know, I just, you know, it could have been my head. I could have got knocked out and the current could have, you know, who knows what a cat could have mm-hmm. happened. Uh, it just, it just scared me. It scared me because of my family and, and what I, what I have to live for. And, you know, I'm not saying anything would have happened, but who knows? I mean, accidents happen like that. And, you know, we want to, we don't want to put ourselves in a position to, to get seriously hurt. So. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, Ish fell in after me. He stumbled, and uh, you know, I actually watched him fall in after I was laying on the back of the other boat. And of course, he got right back into my boat, and then eventually got back in his. Mm-hmm. Hey, wow. Keith, my, uh, this is Dave. I have a question for you. So, yes, sir. I, I guess from a fan's perspective, what what are you thinking when you're sitting there, and, and it goes from heated words to you see a guy getting ready to come into your boat? What's going through your mind at this point? Well, you know, it, it, it was a hard situation to, to, to deal with at the moment because, you know, I knew I was wrong for, for, for hitting the side of his boat. Um, I felt bad. You know, I was apologetic. I, I apologized over and over. Uh, he, he made some inappropriate comments that, you know, I, I felt like that I needed to defend myself. So, um, you know, I, I didn't think that he would he would do that. I didn't think that that would actually take place. I didn't think that he would step in my boat so uh, my opinion from from the start I figured it'd be some words said and, and that was it uh, but it, it was it was a shock it happened so fast and next thing I know we're, we're talking and, and he's over there and that's it do you wish that when you guys were in the water, maybe you, like, kicked him underwater where no one saw it or something? Like, <laughs> <laughs> no. like Aquaman, Dave. Yeah, man. Like, just kick him or something. <laughs> no, you know, I, I hate I hate. It's, it's an unfortunate situation. I, I hate it even happening. I, I, I wish the best for him. I, I hope that uh, things will, will work out for the best for both of us in, in the future. And, um, you know, we both can learn from this and, and move forward and, and have successful uh, careers. Well, I'm still a fan, Keith. Uh, you didn't, you didn't lose me, my friend. And I got, I got a feeling there's a lot of guys like me out there that are looking right past this as just two guys that are professionals with a, with a, with a fire inside to compete, and it just got out of control in a, in a really out of control lock environment. Yeah, yeah. Co- competition, life moves on. Uh, Beck, we got a question through instant messaging. Uh, we have a question for Keith, or I, I have a question. You have a question. hi, Keith. Um, no, my question is just being totally immersed in this sport and living it every day. My question to you, Keith, and everyone else in this room, if this was any other professional sport, would this big a deal have been made about this incident? I'm not saying right or wrong the right. incident, but I feel like 
between two guys, a heated situation, would this... I mean, you see football players and, and hockey oh, yeah. players. There's baseball... You know what I mean? Like, yeah. guys get in fights. This has been a huge thing. Yeah. Would it be that big if it was any other sport? Well, you know, no. I, I, don't, I don't think so. Uh, but, you know, we have to remember that BASS uh, sets a bar for us to, to be professional, uh, you know, no matter what. No matter what we say, no matter what we do, the actions we take. So BASS sets those rules and sets that bar for us to, to be professionals. And, you know, unfortunately, you know, other sports allow that, and, and it's okay to some extent. But, you know, BASS fishing just, just hasn't taken that turn yet, and uh, who knows, one day uh, it may. But at this point, uh, I feel like that Dish and I, to some extent, are, are both wrong, and, um, you know, we have to deal with it and face it. I, I, I guess the biggest problem I have with it, from from just being somewhat sadistic, I just wish you would have just settled down on the balls of your feet, got your chin down, got your elbows in, and just started firing, man. <laughs> Earn that disqualification. Don't just get chucked in the water. Yeah, you know, I'm joking, Keith, and I know you can't joke back, buddy. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I, 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 I was just going to say, I agree, you know, with, with what Becky said from, you know, the standpoint, again, not that it was right, you know, not that, you know, any of that should have happened, but... It just seems like, you know, the more mild, milder things that happen in our sport become very exploded. Where, you know, and I could, I could tell you, Keith, I'm speaking from, uh, I have a lot of knowledge about this uh, in the sport, you know. And, and, you know, it just, it seems like to me, it's like, I don't know, it's just bigger than it should be, you know. Yeah, you know, the fighting is is part of a lot of sports, but there's penalties every time it happens. Right. You know, there's always a penalty in yeah. every even hockey where fighting always happens, you're going to you're going to get a penalty. Right. It's 2 minutes. Well, you know, it's <laughs> part of 5 minutes. It, oh, 5 minutes. Is it 5 minutes? And, and a game mis- and his game suspension. Nah, just 5. You can five. you can get suspensions if it's if right. it's too rough. Right. You can get sus- you get suspended in games in football. Uh, That's true. One of the one of the big problems with what happened with these guys is man, they they got into an altercation in a life-threatening situation. Right. So when you're out in the boat and you're in in some of these predicaments, man, you you've got to be careful because you can die, you can drown. Some real yeah. real bad stuff can happen. There's props turning, there's current running. I mean, yeah. it's a bad scene, right? You know, so being strong, having the tournament organization, being strong and disciplinary in this particular matter, I, I, honestly, I think it's probably it, it's probably appropriate. But I, you know, it's just my guess. I don't. I'm you know, I'm just learning all all this new information. Yeah. But to my knowledge. This this is the first altercation on the water that I'm aware of in professional fishing. Well, see, I will disagree. You you know of more? I know of a lot more. Uh, and you know, and I'm going to disagree and say that this has happened 50 times really? or more since the inception of BASS's tournament organization. You know, unfortunately, I think in a lot of or fortunately or unfortunately, depending on how you look at it, you know, it wasn't. You know, there wasn't a lot of people around. It was mm. two boats in an argument. I've, I've, I know it's happened before. So it's nothing new, you know? Confrontation. Uh, I've, seen, I've seen guys holler at each other uh, and yell at each other. Bumping boats, yelling. This has all happened before. Well, to this level, I've, I'm not aware of it. I know a lot of guys have threatened, and they get hostile. 
Right. And they, you know, well, I'm going to get in your boat. I've heard that a million times. You th- you cast that stump one more time. I'm going <laughs> to get. Stump. I'm going to get in your boat. I've You're never had anyone threaten me with that. Yeah. But. I've never, no one's ever threatened to get in my boat. You were there with me. Well, no, but that was threatening you, not me. Well, you're a pretty big man. <laughs> <you know? laughs> uh-huh. Well, he, hey, here's, here's the reality of it. This is a good segue. Uh, y- you know, it happened, mm-hmm. and I, I, I like the attitude, Keith. You know, it happened. You know, we're human. We all make mistakes, whether you're a fisherman or a football player or whoever. You know, and, and you, you go, you get past it. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? You, you, you know, it's happened, it's happened. Uh, and you go past, and that's and that's where we're at with it. And, and again, Keith, I appreciate you calling the show and uh, you know let, enlightening us on what happened because we weren't there. It's tough to 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 experience it when you're not there, but it was great getting some insight. And uh, and you know we 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 wish you the best the rest of the season. I'll see you out there a first elite event this year and. Uh, you know, it, it, it's got to just turn it around and, and wish you the best. I year. think I think you guys are both going to survive this. And, oh, and, for sure. And, you know, I, for just, sure. I think this is an important lesson that we're all going to learn something from. But but uh, And congratulations on your new little one. And, uh, yep. Yeah. What really did you have, Keith? What did you have? Uh, little girl. Little girl. Yeah, what's her name? Yeah. Ava. Yeah, well, congratulations, dude. Yeah, congratulations. congratulations. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks it's for joining good. us, Keith. We appreciate it. Thank you, Ike. Okay. You know, the unfortunate part about this whole thing is not one of us has mentioned Chad Morgan Taylor's win at Toho. And there's a great point. Has overshadowed. He's the first man in a classic next year. Great point. Great. Unfortunately. Unfortunately. No press. And and this is another thing that's happened before where the eyes get away from the true meaning of the event. Exactly. And they go to controversy. Mm-hmm. We saw it last year with the stupid KVD thing and me at Chickamauga. It's happened many a times before. And that's the unfortunate part because yeah. Chad should be the real story here, right? Exactly. He won He won the event. He dominated it. Not only did he dominate Without locking. He, he Without didn't lock locking. through. <laughs> yep. He didn't lock through. And he's, he's, he's locked up for the Classic next year, yep. which is huge. And, and, and it's a great win for him. It's, it it's, it's a is. monster win. It's probably his biggest win. And you look at, um, you look at Bass. Well, you, you look at all the sites that I read, right. and it's the second or third story exactly. down yeah. is Chad Morgenthaler winning yeah. the tournament. Yeah. It's a shame. And it is a shame. It's a shame. It's, it's, a, gr- it's a great win. It's a shame. And if we had the GoPro footage... From Chad's boat, and I don't know if you knew this, but a lot of the boats now are putting the GoPro yeah. on the front of the boat. There's actually a bigger controversial story there. Chad actually do a, did a sumo, a superfly schnooka elbow on that seven-pounder he caught <laughs> and smashed the guts out of that fish. Really? Yeah. Now, that's that. the bigger story, but it's been overshadowed. By Chad, if you're, if you're listening, call in, please. We'll yeah, call in. We yeah. Want, Chad, we want to verify <laughs> that elbow yeah. to that seven-pounder. More and so. we want to say congratulations. Yeah, congratulations, nice Chad. Job. That was a great that win. unbelievable. And it wasn't even a fight. We talk about these other sports. If I push a guy on the football field, I pushed him. If I push a guy in hockey, I'm playing hockey. It wasn't even a fight. It wasn't like they were knuckled down banging, dude. I mean, it was a push. Yeah. It, it, it's from, it, if you lump sports fans as a group, right, you put sports fans in a room, it's so mundane, they would laugh. They would laugh and walk out of the room yeah. and think you were joking. <laughs> they would. You're right. 
They would. I had it happen tonight. You're right. (laughs) (laughs) He had that happen tonight. Hey, let me remind everybody, if you want to weigh in on the Keith Pochet-ish Monroe incident, we want to hear from you. Uh, You could IM us, instant messaging, right next to the screen. You could hit us up on Twitter at Mike underscore Iconelli. Or there's a phone number down there. I think it's 855-498-0691. Give us a call. We want to hear from you. This is an interesting topic. This is a very interesting topic, man. I I don't know. Uh, uh, I just I don't even know. You seem to be really bothered that this is is a big deal at all. I, I you know I'm not bothered as much as I've been in this place that Ish and Keith where they're at right now. Mm-hmm. And again, I let me let me reinforce. I'm going to keep saying this every ten minutes. I'm not taking sides. I'm not saying what happened was right. I'm not doing any of that. But I'm I'm very much able to put myself in a position where they're where they're at now, and I, I can relate to a lot of things. I can I can remember feeling the things that these guys I've, I'm sure have felt right in the beginning when it first happens and and it's it's so fresh. You're mad. You're mad at the other guy. You're mad at people, and then you settle down a little bit, and then you're mad at yourself, right? And then you take responsibility. But then after that. Then the whole world starts to come down on you, right? And in my case, it, it was fans, sponsors, the organization, yep. and everybody wants to put their righteous spin on what happened when way, they weren't even there. And, and you know, and, I, and it, it's personal because I vividly remember some of the times when they turned something into something that it wasn't. Mm-hmm. I see you nodding back there, Dave. Well, it's happened a lot in my career. And again, I'm not saying the things that I did were right either, but it got turned into something it wasn't. And, and it can be a career-defining moment. A couple of things that have happened to me, I felt like I was that close to just wanting to give up and almost being forced out. And it's well, a shame. Well, you know, I think that's two different things. Turning something, blowing it out of proportion and turning it into something that it wasn't, is a whole different animal than physical confrontation in a hazardous situation. That, that's true. You know, I mean, it's it's a different it's a different deal altogether. I, I think this is a I think this is a pretty big deal. I think that I think the tournament organization is is, is sending the message yep. that there's no fighting in right. in bass fishing. Right. And that, no, you know, that's the yeah. message they're sending. And that's a tough job. Let's mm-hmm. let's not let's not uh, undervalue the tournament organization because that is a super tough job. Yep. Uh, the the tournament director, the assistant tournament director, the organization, they've got it tough. That's uh, a it, lot. It's a tough call on their plate. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and more, more importantly, with bass, oftentimes this kind of stuff goes unnoticed. We personally know, as a matter of fact, that they refunded that co angler that Keith had his entry fee. They did. Yeah, they, they, they stepped up, and we know that for a fact. Yeah, I spoke to uh, Mark Bell, is his name, and uh, they actually covered that tournament and. And uh, paid the balance of the uh, next tournament. Okay. The entrance fee nice. in the next tournament. No. So well, that was a good job. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Good man. job and from Bass. Yep. 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 Good job, Brian. Do we got a caller? We have some IMs back there. What do we, we got actually cooking? do have a caller on the line? Okay. Uh, uh, caller, what's your name? Where are you calling from? What's your question or comment? Hi, Ike. This is Sean from California. How you doing, man? Good. And you? Uh, pretty good. Uh, I'm I'm calling in about the ish in, in Keith incident. Yes. Um, reading a lot of the comments here that are coming up, several people you know post that 
they should just suspend them both for the season and get it over with. Um, I disagree with that. Like you said, it's the heat of the moment, competition. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> to suspend somebody, I mean, this is their career. It's it's their career, absolutely. I mean, yeah, I they make a living. Yeah, that's how they make a living. And and, and again, I'm I, I want to step out politically. I'm not on anybody's side, but I definitely think that that would be too harsh. I think a whole career, a whole season suspension is, is too harsh. I mean, there's a lot of other things that could happen here. We we could. We could all take this as a learning experience, bass the whole community. We could set in place better criteria. We could do probations. There's a lot of stuff, but a, a whole season? Yeah, that it, seems hard. Right now, they've been disqualified from the tournament. One tournament. Right. The comments you're talking about are just, you know, for the whole just, season. This is all you know, what, what is bass going to do? I mean, right. is, is, is disqualifying them from this tournament? That's a real question. Is that enough? Or is is it warranted that we're going to get one or two, three tournament suspension out of something like this? Right. Uh, that's a good well, question. Well, I, I think it was enough. I mean, Ish also cast a check, and so you could call that a fine, whatever you want. But <laughs> right. Um, right. He cashed a check, which was not – he didn't get it, right, because of the disqualification. Right, right, right. Right. I didn't, know, I didn't know that. That's yeah. new information. I mean, the worst thing I see really is, is maybe they suspend them from the opens in that region, but – yeah. Uh, suspend them from everything uh, is a, a bit harsh, I think. Let me ask you this: Are you a are you a sports fan for any other sports? Do you follow any other any other sports here in the states? Absolutely. And and, and so it, I'd like to ask you: I mean, as a other, as a, a fan of other sports and as a fan of professional bass fishing, does this seem shocking to you or, or bothersome? Um, not really. <laughs> uh. You know, you see a lot of heated arguments fishing, and and you know, I, I think it's, I think it's fair to say that sometimes in the heat of the moment, no matter what it is, you can um, uh, maybe react a little differently than you would have uh, uh, if you had a cooler head, uh, if other things weren't going on around you. Who knows what may have been going on uh, with this prior to that or after? Or, yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what Keith said to him. Yeah. Maybe he interpreted something wrong. You just don't know. Right. I mean, those two guys know. I'm yeah. assuming the two co-anglers know, and that's probably about it. Yeah, and, and, and that's, you know, what, what you just said, I think, is what we keep going back to, which is there are two clear-cut facts in this situation. You know, the one is we, we weren't there. We'll never really know what happened. And the second thing is, you know, we're human. Think, things happen. You know what I mean? Like, stuff happens. It's not the end of the world, right? Nobody did get hurt. Let's move on. You know what I mean? Let's let's well, see what happens. Keith, Keith is still suffering with uh, some kind of hip injury. He, he did say that. He did say that. I don't know what that means, but yeah. I, don't, I don't know either. I don't either. So somebody did get hurt. Somebody did get hurt. Hey, man, thanks for the call. We appreciate your opinion. That was awesome. <laughs> All right. Keep up the good work. Yes, thanks. sir. <laughs> Man, and, and we're gonna. It's interesting because I think we're gonna keep getting calls and comments, and they're gonna keep being different. Sure. Here, here was a guy from California that said, "Hey, look, it happened. It happened. This is it's normal. So it happens in other sports. Let's get over it." I'll bet you in the next five minutes, if we take five more callers, they're all going to be different. Everybody's going to have varying opinion on it, right? right. Yeah, I, you know, it, it's it's like for me, they're going. I think this is going to be a good thing for the sport because it's going to define the rules on what kind of altercations are. You know, suspendable or, you know, like, for instance, this one took place. In, like, I keep going back to a hazardous situation. You're in a locking environment. Man, you, you know, you're throwing somebody in the water that in a real bad, bad spot. Yeah. You know, is that, is that the same as getting in the parking lot? 
you know, and getting into a shoving match and yeah. screaming and hollering at each yeah. other. Is that is that the, is that the same or different? I think there's different levels. I think, yeah. and I think the it, the group's going to have to decide that you know, hey, if you're doing it out in the boat, man, that's 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 trouble. You can't do that. It's going to definitely be a defining moment in the sport. And I think, uh, uh, Dave, didn't you have a suggestion for this? I think you want to actually. Dave's suggestion is. You wanted to bring the UFC cage into the tournaments. <laughs> Is that true? No, but what I did suggest was we, at the Chesapeake Bay event, yeah. need to host a charity boxing match between Keith and Ish <laughs> with, like, 30-ounce gloves so that Keith's handsome face doesn't get destroyed. Ish, not so much. You know? And all the proceeds could go to charity. We would, hold, we would have a threshold level. Yeah. When it reached a certain amount, the guys would split the money 50-50. Three 30-second rounds. I'll ref it. You'll have to right here in the backyard. <laughs> All right. You're, I, you'd be an intimidating referee. I don't know if I'd be, want to be in the ring with you. I like the idea. I don't, I don't know if the concept is right, but I like the fact that it goes charity. That's a good idea. Yeah. Anything that goes charity is a good idea. Uh, what do we got going on back there, Bob? We got another caller? Uh, we, we got some yeah. IMs? We have breaking news. We have breaking news. On top of breaking news. Wow. Well, well, well we like to see you. Are you ta- oh, yeah, I see you over there. Okay. What's the breaking news, Bri? Give us a full screen shot. Can you, as we deliver this breaking as news? As we deliver this breaking yeah, news? Yeah, because we want to see who you are, too. Oh, me? No. Hey, there's a million female fans out there that want to know who what Brian Carpenter is. Hey. They heard the legend. <laughs> I have tape on my chin. Boom, boom, boom. <laughs> the swordsman, uh, Brian Stockholm. Right, boom, no. boom, boom. <laughs> Aaron Martin, Byron Velvick, Brian Stockholm. Okay, keep going. Thank you. Um... We actually have Chad Morgenthaler on the line wow. right now. What? There you go. Wow. You're good, kidding me. Good move, Chad. Wow. Yeah. Brian, All you're right. doing your job tonight, Thank man. Thank you, Chad. Big, big props to Becky and uh, Leanne. Leanne Swindle. Wow. Becky and Leanne Swindle. Thank you very much, ladies. Uh, join us live. I don't know where. We're going to find out in a second. The champ. The champ. Chad, are you on there the you phone? Go. Yes. <laughs> I am. Oh, up, my, my God. Oh, Chad. Wow. <laughs> Big round of applause. For, uh, first of all, before we get into any of this other mess, congratulations on the win. Amazing, impressive. You know, when, when I'm not fishing these things, you know, ask Becky. I sit at home and I keep I, I refresh Bassmaster.com like every ten minutes. I'm like browse, browse, refresh, refresh, because I want to see. I'm I'm like I feel like I'm there. You know what I mean? I feel like I'm in the tournament. I, I, I'm like all geeked out about it. But uh, man, that was an awesome performance. Uh, you, you, you blew it away. You got the first classic. Come bird. from behind. Come yeah. from behind. Yeah, yeah. Congratulations. Strong. Super happy oh, for thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you, man. That means a lot. I, I really do. I, 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 I'm so honored to have gotten that deal. But thank you for for congratulations and all the support's been fantastic, man. It's just been a, as you know, Mike. I mean, it, it, it's really kind of a cool deal. Any, any of the wins, and me and you talked about the support is really special, and they do just kind of flip up on you. Yeah. And um, that's just what happened. It was really special, and it was an honor to be able to get down there and seal the deal real early in the year but uh and and it's great to be here man i, I can't tell you how nice it is to to get the invite i was excited when i got the call it's so great that's awesome thanks for joining us it, it, and it's funny because a win and and like i said chad we've had this conversation before a win at any level is the toughest thing to mm. do i don't care if it's a club tournament yeah. or the Bassmaster Classic or anything in between. To actually win is a tough thing. And Chad, we were talking, Joe and I were talking before uh, you came on earlier in the show about 
when you get to those zones and it's happening and you know and and things are happening around you and it's almost like you can't do anything to stop it did that happen to you over the course of those three days did, did any of that weird just that momentum that just mojo. meant that mojo <laughs> did that happen to you out there yeah, yeah, it's funny you should mention that. It, it certainly did, and and it's really it's really hard to explain to the people who haven't experienced it. Um, you know, hopefully they they do get to it at some point. It is. It, it did happen. It happened. Uh, it happened the first day when um, it, I can remember there was a just two particular times, but one in particular. You know, I, I felt like everything was going good. I was getting a lot of bites. Um, I bounced a five-pounder off the rub rail underneath the boat and knew that that fish was gone, and he stayed pan, and I flipped him in the boat. I was like, man, it's just going my way. Wow. I, can't, I can't hardly, you know, I was catching fish out of the gator vine mats down there, and I was catching every one of them that bit. And I was like, That's hard. dude, I, I mean, I fished down here long enough. I know this didn't, this just don't happen every day. Yeah. And um, that last day, was one that was really special. I didn't get um, a lot of bites. I've I, I been getting, you know, 40, 50 bites a day. And that last day, literally, when everything rolled around the way they did, second day post-cold front, the wind laid down, the sun come out, I, knew, I made an adjustment first thing that morning, and it paid off immediately. And then I knew that at noon, if I could just get two more big bites I thought I needed, and at one, I got a seven-and-a-half-pounder. Wow. And then, you know, it's just like every move I made, I was so in tune with what the fish were doing, the moves they were making, the momentum was going. I mean, literally, it was a call-your-shot deal, and it was so special. That's awesome when it happens. I, I, You know, it's funny, as you were talking, I was talking about those uh, vine, gator vine, and, and God, how many good ones over the years I've lost in that mess. But as you're talking, I was flashing back to the Delaware River, where I was catching them out of... You know, the middle or inside stuff. of a barge and grates and same thing. Like, mm-hmm. you put it in the boat and you're like, How did, did did, that's not possible. How did I land? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> How did that fish come in the boat? You know? It's crazy when that yep. stuff happens, man. Uh, it is. Real quick, too. I, w- I want to talk a little bit about the bait you were throwing. Because I think this is worth noting, uh, Pete, is another Florida event dominated, one by a missile bait. By That's missile right. baits, uh, lure. And you and you made an adjustment. You you alluded to when the conditions changed on the last day. I get you. You made a change. Is that when you went over to the missile bait? Uh, I had been fishing the missile bait the entire thing. Every fish I caught was on the bait. Every single one. Um, the adjustment that I had to make was the. There was two adjustments. I had to make a, a location adjustment. And you know the neat thing about the bait was. Here's the deal is is during the tournament, during practice, actually, uh, you know, with with the bait, I kind of always experiment to try to get a better bite-catch ratio. And that bait, the way that it's designed and the size that it is, just literally works perfect with the three- and a four-aught hook. But it, it just, the, the, the plastic is the right density. The size is right. And that is critical in two factors, in my opinion. One is to get more bites throughout the day. And when you have that much confidence in that bait like I have down there, um, you know, that wasn't hard to do. I knew I was getting as many bites as could possibly be had 
doing what I was doing. The, the next thing was that there was no question I was using the, the bait that I needed to be using because my hookup ratio was literally flawless. And it all just goes hand in hand. There's a lot of pieces to the puzzle, and that was the key. That was the key ingredient in the whole thing was that that bait. And I know that it sounds kooky, and I'm not just here promoting missile baits. I'm telling you, that was the deal. It's been the deal for me down there for two wow. years now. Top bait, down there. Um, it's a hot bait. It's a hot bait for sure. I mean, every time I'm looking at results, they're winning on that thing. Yep, it is. You know, and it catches big fish. I mean, you don't, you know, my, you don't have to have giant baits in Florida to catch a time. Yeah. And um, you just have to get them to bite, and then you have to get them out of wherever they're at. And that's uh, that bait does it very, very well, as with a lot of the missile baits. Yeah. Can <laughs> smell? Yeah. Hey, so. Chad, it's Joe. I got a quick question for you. Um, you've been fishing Florida events for quite a while, and um just seems like lately you're the man to beat there what 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 made that not that you were doing poorly before but what, what was the turnaround what made you to stick yeah. in florida all of a sudden did something just click all of a sudden or did you just figure something out that nobody else figured out toho or yeah and it doesn't make a difference it seems like if he's on toho okeechobee it seems like florida just fits your groove right you can you can you expand on that a little bit it's a great question I want to know the answer well, to that because I, <laughs> I stink in Florida. I absolutely am sure. horrible in that state. I'm trying so to. So I'm listening. <laughs> you know, that is a great question. And um, the turnaround for me in Florida was a, a couple of different things. One, I just love being there. It, it takes me back to my roots of how I grew up, not fishing the same vegetation, obviously, but fishing shallow cover, you know, and, and vegetation and kind of putting mixes together. And the turning point was when I really got the handle on on what the fish were doing at that particular time. You know, there's you, you got to be around them and knowing where they were, where they're going, and when they're going back. And I'm surprised that they move as much as they do. And they truly are here today, gone tomorrow, hourly deal, moving constantly. Weather changes, how it affects them, you know, cadence. And it just it just all clicked a couple of years for me, uh, you know, ago, and I just I just feel so comfortable with it. I, I really feel like that the confidence level is kind of high whenever I go to the state of Florida because I feel like that I, I I just I know where to start, and um, you know, and the clues are really really prevalent for me. I fished a couple of days on Kissimmee. And it just didn't look good. Things just wasn't what I needed. You know, the the hydrilla was carpeted. It was choked out in all the big spawning areas. And I'm like, man, this is like a needle in a haystack deal. No, nothing to give you that defined detail and start putting the pieces together. Toho, completely different deal. Of course, water clarity was good from one end to the other. Um, it had all of the all of the different stuff, the pads, the, the Kissimmee grass, the flat reeds, the pencil reeds, and they were all, it all looked good. It wasn't getting beat up by the wind. It wasn't getting the pressure. And I knew that those fish were probably just coming in from the main lake, you know, to, to get started on their deal because of the water temperature. Yeah. And that, um, you know, just spending that time down there, and then finally, and Mike, I'm sure the same thing happened to you in Delaware. It's just like at some point, you're like, I get it. I get it all now. I got yeah. the big picture. Yeah, once you understand it, you know, something that's very difficult, understanding Florida fish or tidal water fishing, once you wrap, you start wrapping your hands around it, 
that confidence, that level of prediction helps you in your fishing. And that's something I don't understand. I don't understand those fish in Florida, how they move. It's so Everything's so flat. Everything's the same. Yep. That's where I get lost down there. Well, know? it's so interesting to hear you describe it, Chad. This is Pete, because you talk about those fish moving so fast. It's now wonder I can never catch them down there. Because <laughs> 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 down in Florida, I... Keep pedaling, I, Pete. I, <laughs> I do lose them down there, but... Uh, and the beauty of it is you got to stay out of the lock. Yeah. Yeah, which oh, yeah, actually, great segue, Pete, which brings us to, to what, I, what I, I have to. I feel obligated to ask you this, too. Uh, you know, we, we were talking before you came on, and, and I'm so glad you joined us because the shame of that tournament was that there was a lot of focus on what happened with Ish and Keith. Uh, and, and, you know, that, that stinks. But, you know, I, I, I'd be in big trouble if I didn't ask you. How do you feel about it all, Chad? I mean, how, what are your thoughts on what went down? Obviously, you weren't there at the face of the lock, and you probably know as much as we know, but what are your thoughts on, on what happened down there? <laughs> well, you know, I, I, I'm, my opinion of it is, you know, the, 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 as you know, the, the testosterone rolls high, and, and especially in the mornings, and when you're headed into a situation you know is going to be a cluster to begin with, it just gets things jacked up a little bit more. Yeah. And you know, you run into two strong-willed guys, ran into each other, and uh, you know, it, it came to what it was. As far as as far as that goes, it, it, there's good and bad involved with it. I mean, look, you know, the other sports are so popular because of the controversies that they had. So. You know, what they did on a positive note was they brought a lot of notoriety to the sport of competition basketball. Good point. Wow. Right. Good good point. The old good point. the old adage, no no PR is bad PR, right? Mm-hmm. Good point. Exactly. Good point. Exactly. Yeah. So, you know, that's I mean, and I honestly um you know, everybody and I appreciate the concern or the the comments about, you know, it kind of took away from the win, but I don't feel like that at all actually. You know, I'm trying to look at it as a point of, hey, they just brought more people into the sport, so more people that maybe wouldn't even have known that I won come in and looked at it. So yeah. what, what the heck? I mean, I hope that uh, I hope they learned their lesson and, and become, you know, professional as they go forward, and I'm sure they're going to be underneath the microscope for a little while and not have to have any more infractions, you know. But, yeah. uh, hey, it is what it is at this point. You know, at least nobody got hurt. They got some things off their <laughs> in the, the UFC cage deal charity benefit, I love the idea. <laughs> See that, Dave? Dave, there's your Chad likes your idea. Here's your first vote of approval for your your wrestling match uh, charity it. idea. <laughs> what, do you, what do you got, Chad? I'm sorry, we were he he loves your concept. Yeah, he's going to be the first one to donate to the charity if you get this this arranged, Dave. I'll arrange it. Okay, pressure's on. I, I don't think Ish will take Keith up on it. I don't know. We'll have to talk dish about it. We will have to talk well, about it. I, I, I tell you what, Chad, though, I think that's an amazing observation that I really kind of – I miss that part of it, the the attention that's being drawn on the sport. And uh, let me be the, the first one to wish you good luck on the 2016 Classic. Yeah, absolutely. Hell yeah. yeah definitely. Yeah. Oh, thanks. Yeah, yeah first, man, that's, first spot. Great. Sweet, sweet thing to have. <laughs> and you have the trophy. I like the hardware just as much as everything else. I, know. I like the lack Amen. of stress Amen. for the rest of the season. The lack oh, yeah. of stress. That's got to right. be the most wow. amazing yeah. feeling. You don't, even, you don't even have to practice anymore, Chad. You can, <laughs> you can just wake up first morning of the tournament, flip around right at the yeah. ramp, sure. fish retreads the whole year. Yeah. Has it changed your plans? <laughs> Is it going to change your plans this year? Are you going to do anything different? 
Yeah, um, actually, yeah, with with the ease of that, uh, you know, not really having to worry about the points. I mean, obviously, I'd love to fish consistently enough to, to at some point in my career make a run at Angler of the Year title if that's in the cards. And if not, you know, first things first, I really, I'm really kind of chomping at the bits for a tour level win. So I've got this year to be able to throw caution to the wind if I feel like that I can make take a chance. And you know, that's kind of an easy answer, but. Uh, Look, I, I'm prepared for my season to have a roller coaster deal to it, and that's what that's what I'm telling people is, hey, I, I may throw up some significant bombs here and not connect, but I might connect on one as well. So um, you know that's a position you don't find yourself in very often. So why not make the most of it, right? We don't know what tomorrow brings. That's so, it. Hey, roll the dice, man. Roll, roll for it. Roll the dice. Well, man, you're in a great position. Uh, congratulations again. Thank you for joining us on short notice. And uh, see you at the Classic in like three weeks, man. Absolutely. Let's start it again. And let's get you on Bass University next year, Absolutely. Chad. We'd love to have you out. Yes. I'd love to come. I'd love to be there. That'd be great. Outstanding. Thanks, yeah. Chad. Awesome. Thanks, Chad. Chad Morgenthaler, everybody. Wow! Thanks, everybody. Thanks, man. Good job, Chad. Wow, that was that was a cool, that was an uh, unplanned guest. That's right. That just so, happened. That you, just happened. Wow! Just happened. With a unique perspective on things. Man, where you know we we have a normal payment system for the guys in the booth, Brian and Dave and Becky. They normally get a couple drinks at the end of the night. <laughs> we have to have the bar open all night for yeah, them now. They get doubles. Doubles. Maybe we'll make doubles. them a sweet mortgage. Sweet mortgage. Sweet mortgage. Oh, I like that. I all like right. that. Hey, I want to give a quick shout out right um, before we take our next call. Which I'm sure everyone is waiting for. So yes, we're gonna drum roll. Um, we've got some Central PA cops who 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 came on to say that they're um, they're using our tax money well and they're listening to the show. So hey guys, yeah. thanks for watching. Thanks for not pulling me over. I just drove through Harrisburg at 90. Absolutely. Yeah, on the PA Turnpike, you see a big red and black and white Toyota. Let me roll on by, brother. Let me roll by. All right, so let me get this correct. Uh, Dave, do we have uh, we have somebody on the phone back here ready for us? Or? Not yet. Yes, Captain. Not ready. No, no Captain. No, Captain. No, Captain. Uh, if you're just tuning in, if, if you've, you're late or if you've been watching the whole night, this has been an interesting spin because we were talking about the Ish Monroe Keith Boucher incident. We had Keith on the phone talking about his situation. It was great to hear his opinion on what happened. We had a couple callers, and then we got Chad on the phone and got a little bit different spin on it. You know, it was great. Hey, it brought attention to the sport. Right, it's a good thing. Right, new people are watching. I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's a good thing that it happened. Well, that's that is certainly a, a good part of what happened. Right, that is going to be the best part of what happened. Right. Right. You know. Okay. It's got a good side, too. A lot of different opinions. Hey, let me remind you, if you want to talk about, if you want to chime in on this, uh, I am us. Uh, go to Twitter. It's Mike underscore Iconelli. Uh, or a little bit later, we're going to have the phone number back up. We want to hear from you. We want to hear your opinion and uh, want you to be a part of the show. Uh, Brian DeCarpenter, what do we got? Hey, what do we got? What do we got? What do we got? Brian DeCarpenter, what do we got? Brian DeCarpenter? We have the next caller queued up on the line. Ready okay. Go, man. Now, who's the caller? Ish Monroe. Ish Monroe. Ish uh, Okay, joining us live via satellite, via phone, from the wonderful, warm land slash island of Florida, Ish Monroe. Ish! What's up? How you doing? Wait a minute. Now, first of all, tell everybody where you're at, because this sucks. Here we go. <laughs> We're up here in the freaking blizzard of the century. 
We're going to get, like, according to, to uh, what's his name? Hurricane Schwartz <laughs> with the little bow tie. We're getting, like, 3,000 feet of snow tonight. Where are you at, Ish? I am in sunny Florida Keys what? where it was 78 degrees. Oh, my And, God. hey, what's our famous saying? Shorts and flip-flops. Oh! <laughs> why are you, why are you doing this? Hey, hold on. How about, how about this? Short flip-flops and margaritas. Oh, And man. salt water fishing. How about that? We want to throw that in there, too. Oh, dude. Killing this is me. terrible. Me. Oh. I, you know, we, Ash, we talked what about this. What do you mean terrible? You're what do you mean terrible? Well, terrible. well, we talked about this before. It, like, Ish goes on these amazing exotic trips all the time. This is this is not even exotic, the half the trips he goes on. And I'd want to hear his stories because I live through Ish now. <laughs> I don't get to do this stuff anymore. So I live through Ish. I just want to hear. No, Mike, I live. I live through you because you have a wonderful wife and a great set of kids. Thank you. Thank you. Shout Thank out! You. Shout out! Shout out! Shout out to Drew! Shout out to Vegas! Shout out to Rye! Wow. You know, Thank you. Come Thank on now. And and you know Drew and Riley are listening right now, although they should be. Oh, those, my big my big homie, my big homie Drew, socks and flip flops. Socks and flops, baby. Awesome. And and and, and gangster gangster Rye, you know, come on now. <laughs> and she's, we can't she's we mean. can't forget little Stell Stell. Come Stel. on, little Stella, you know. They're gotta all, love her too. They're all mean. All right, so you're you're in. Uh, they're all mean. <laughs> they're all mean. They're all mean. You're in the Florida Keys. What what do you have going on? Are you like hanging out for a couple of weeks? Are you going home after this? Are you heading to a derby? What do you got going on after I, I this? I have no idea what I'm doing. I'm, I'm down here, you know, with Lawrence. They just popped on the new Gen 3 Touch 12 units, which are amazing. Yeah. Amazing. The stuff that they have coming out with, it's... It's like it's like having the, like the new iPhone 15 before anybody else does. <laughs> That's scary. <laughs> What's that going to be able to amazing. do? <laughs> yeah, I mean, we're talking, we're talking, we're talking Wi-Fi. We're talking, wow. you know, structure scan. We're talking, you know, spotlight scan. We're talking amazing stuff that we've never ever seen before. Yeah. And I can't. There's some stuff they they made me sign a disclosure that I can't even talk about. Wow. But I'm telling you, folks, that. The stuff that Lawrence has coming out is simply amazing, and it's going to improve your fishing. But one thing it's going to do is those guys who can't catch a bass, it's going to allow them to catch a bass. Wow. Amazing. That, that is amazing. That's I, saying something. Yeah. 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 I, well, I'm curious to see some of the stuff because I, I haven't even seen it yet. And I run Lawrence. <laughs> Bluetooth, 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 everything. Wait, well, how about that? How about how about your phone? You'll be able to just—you don't even have to plug in your phone anymore to a docking station. You just run straight Bluetooth to your phone. Wow! Why well, all I, the cool music? I can tell you, uh, Dave Brodzik in the control room is going to love it because he wears his Bluetooth all the time. The big old school one, you know, it's like ten inches oh, yeah. long. He's like, "Excuse yeah, oh, yeah. me, I'm on my Bluetooth." You know what I mean? So he'll love it, Dave. You're going to have to get this thing, man. Now here's the question. Here's, yes. here's the question of the day: Have you guys been drinking beer? Uh, you know what? It's been light tonight. It's been a little slow. It's been what? light. I I, I yeah. see a couple. Boo. I know. I know. I know. Change this. It's I, boo. Well, there was Brian the carpenter should be drinking beer for everybody. Uh, he should be. Well, there was a big uh, a big note that came across the desk earlier in the day that said. Um, we had to we had to tone it down just a bit, and uh, I guess we've done that. But uh, well, that's good. I don't know. Boo. I know. Boo. Is this, is this, wait, wait. Why wait, do we have this to tone it Ike, down? Is this Ike Live or Strawberry Shortcake? That's the question. <laughs> <laughs> well, we do have uh, in about uh, let's see here. According to my calculations, about forty-five minutes. We are going to go to Ike After Hours 
when we can let down our guard a little bit. So Attaboy. It'll be a big, big change of face. All right, so, Ish, I, you know, and, and I want to assure you, and again, you know, we've talked about this a little bit, but you can say whatever you want to say. You don't have to say anything. Uh, but, you know, we wanted to get, get you, you on the you phone. Know, you know me. I'm always going to say whatever I want to say. Yeah, you know, I know. I'm always going to voice my opinion. Absolutely. And I'm always going to tell how I feel. And I've never held anything back. Absolutely. You, you know, and so, you know, you, you say whatever you want to say or don't want to say or can say or can't say. But I know that people want to hear from you. I know we do. And, and, and you know, and the big thing here, and, and I don't know if you are listening to the show earlier, is – we're all kind of sitting back saying, you know, we can relate to it from a lot of different perspectives. You know I can, for sure, Ish, right? And and Pete can, and he's had an incident, and Joe can. Pete? Come on now. Pete's Pete. never had no, an No, no, Pete can. We're talking about Pete. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, at the end of the day, it happened. It, it's It's done. But what do you, do you want to talk about it? What do you, what do you want to say about what happened, Ish? Is there anything gonna, to talk we're about? Gonna talk, we're going we're gonna to talk about how great Bass University is. All we're right. I like that. I like it better. You know, you know Bass University is amazing, and the fans are getting so much from it, I get tweets all the time. You know, people are asking me when's the next one. How can they get involved? Bass University is amazing. Bass University is the deal. And if you got one coming near to your town and you're not there at Bass University, you're missing out. Because Mike and Pete do an excellent job, except for the fact that Mike's Miss Tulsa. I'm still sick. Snot coming out of my nose. <laughs> but it's just been. It's just. It's Bass University is the deal. If you don't, if you want to learn more, if you want to get the ultimate experience in bass fishing, you need to be at Bass University. Well, that, that's that's awesome, Ish. I appreciate you saying that. Now, after you have said that, I'm going to have to agree with you in the lock incident. Ish was, Ish was right. <laughs> that's right. I don't care what anybody says. After that plug, yeah. whatever happens, Ish is right. <laughs> You're one of our favorites, yeah. Ish. We love you, and I'm looking forward to it. I think we're seeing you. Where are we seeing you? In Massachusetts? Yeah, you got, me, you got me coming to Ohio next. I mean, awesome. we had a great event in Tulsa. You know, I wish I could have been there, but I guess you had Joe Baylog. That would have been my choice for Chicago. I mean, he's awesome. I will be there at uh, Ohio, me and Fletcher. Um, I've got the Spring Classic for um, Bass Pro Shops in Manteca, which is coming up. I'm here for the Rams. I'm just I'm, I'm working my butt off and helping people to catch more fish. That's my that's what that's what I live for. He is the hardest working man in fishing. I, I think I'd agree. I'd agree. You're you're on a plane or you're always working or you're always doing something. Uh, Ish, while you're on the phone too, I, I always like to do this. Let everybody know. How can they follow you? If they want to keep up with your extravagant lifestyle in the Florida Keys, well, how can they follow you? Where, where can they find well, you? Well, I mean, you can go You can go to ishmanrow.com. I mean, I, the website has kind of changed all with social media, but, you know, at Fish for Ish on Twitter, um, Ish Monroe Professional Angler on Facebook. You can check me out there. It's pretty much uh, that and any of the Bassmaster or FLW Elite Series. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm at all the FLW tours, the Bassmaster Elite Series, still fishing all the bass opens, and so you can follow me that way, too. Cool. Awesome. Outstanding. Awesome. Uh, 
I want to tell you, I will probably. When's the next time I'm going to see? I'll probably see you at the classic ish. I'll see you there. You somewhere. No, you're supposed to see me in Ohio. You're supposed to see me in Ohio. I'm supposed to see you in Ohio. Okay, then I'll see you in Ohio. Is that before the classic? <laughs> no, no, I don't. Uh, Bash yeah, Mike, Mike yes, is, is. Bash Mike. University in Ohio before the classic. <laughs> Maybe I should be at that one. Yeah, I think you should. You I owe enough. it to him. I miss who? I need to swap and, and do that one now. I think you have classic practice or something. Ah, don't worry about. That. I don't need no classic practice. You don't need, you don't need any classic nah, practice. Who needs Come to go down there and I Come on now. You crushed him at Hartwell before. You'll crush him at Hartwell again. I'm fishing. I already decided I'm going to go deep for the spots. I'm going to fish in 100 to 150 foot of water. Five ounce jig and spoon. Call it a day. Just need Why a couple. Why don't you Carolina rig in the zero stick? I, well, I like to do that One too. Wait, wait, wait. I got something better for you to win on. Okay. The new Iconelli Missile Bait Jig. Ooh. Why can't you? That's what you're supposed to win on, right there. Well, that's it. Now Your that's new a, jig is the bomb. That's a strong I possibility. Give you credit on it. You got a great hook in it. It's got awesome colors. And if it's coming from Missile Baits, obviously it works. It's a good bait. That's it's right. a good bait. And that's actually a true prediction. A jig might win that event. So mm-hmm. that's a good one. Uh, Ish, thanks for hopping on the phone with us. Have fun down yep. there and uh, and catch some fish in the saltwater. I will. Oh. I will. For sure, saltwater. Send you guys pictures. Okay. Ish Monroe, everybody. Ish. Thanks, buddy. Have a good one. We'll okay. see you soon. Right. Wow. That was an interesting call. I- I'm glad we got Ish on the phone. Uh, c- clearly, he didn't want to talk about the situation. And we respect that. We respect that. Um, I wonder I wonder if and if they lost their phones. Any of them lost their phones when they went in? I don't know. That's a good question. And when I've fallen in, I always lose everything. <laughs> my phone's always Man. in my pocket. <laughs> I was I was wondering if he had that life jacket on. If he fell and did it, did it boom? Did it go open? Did that was we had all those questions and comments on here. We why did the didn't phone? Why didn't the inflatables go if they had life jackets on? And two, did oh. Keith have to call from a payphone because did his water go in? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> did he call the cops? We had to send a smoke signal <laughs> via the back deck of the boat. Uh, yeah, it, it, you know, I I I can understand Ish, Ish's position, right? We sure. we don't we don't know exactly. We don't again. We, we're outside of the situation, so we don't know whether legally he can talk about it or can't talk about it. But we're not going to press anybody. You know, our mm-hmm. job here was to open up the phone lines, let them say what they wanted to say, and not take a stand on anything. You know, bias recording. I, I think I think what we'll do clearly is let let all this let the fallout take place. Let let any of the legal issues happen the way that they're going to happen, yeah. and I think then we can have an honest conversation with Ish about exactly what his perspective on it is. Absolutely, absolutely. Let me remind you, man, we want to hear from you. Uh, send us a message on uh, IM. Uh, hit us up on Twitter, Mike underscore Iconelli at Twitter, or you can call. Uh, we got a 1-800 number floating around here somewhere, and, and Brian will have it up here in a second. We still want to hear. We're going to talk about this for a little bit more. Uh, let, let me see how we're doing on time here real quick. Uh, we'll talk about this for about another... Ten minutes or so, we're going to take a little bit of a break, small break. We're going to come back with the Lee brothers, and then about probably uh, ten, a little after ten or so, we're going to come back. We'll take another little break. We're going to come back with Ike after hours, and then we really will loosen up. I'm going to unbutton the top button on my shirt, <laughs> and we'll take a little bit more of a break. But uh, do we have anything, Becky, I am wise, that people want to talk about? The Ish Monroe, Keith Pachet inc- incident. Do you want to talk about anything, Dave? Are you okay back there? You, you still look a little riled up. <laughs> you I would right? like to be able to cross-examine Ish a little bit. That's all. You wanted to do the, the Brady Bunch with the briefcase? Yeah. Drop the briefcase yeah. with the neck brace and all that? No, not so. No, and that's a whole other topic that oh. we can talk about. With Thank God lawyers aren't involved in, in Bass yet, but 
I mean, I, I just I, I would like to have asked some questions as a fan. That's all. Gotcha. What do you got, Beck? Got some IMs for us? There, I, I mean, everything that we're saying is coming across IM. Everyone's got opinions. Gotcha. So I'm just letting everybody have their opinions. But I think the consensus seems to be now, bring on the Lee brothers. Let's move on. Okay. <laughs> Mike, all right. did, you, uh, did you announce that we're going to uh, segment this show, cut this portion right here, and continue the broadcast? Yes. Yes. Great, great point. Uh, so what we're going to do here, we're just about at the 930 hour. We're going to take a little bit of a break. We're actually going to cut the recording, but don't, don't tune away. We're going to have something for you to watch. And then when we come back, we're going to start a new recording, a new broadcast, and we'll have the Lee brothers on. And then after that, we'll have Ike after hours, and we'll get into some real heated discussions on topic. Sounds highly technical. Uh, don't leave. Stay tuned for this little bit of a break. Ike live. Will we return? The Lee brothers. The Lee brothers, everybody. Thanks. Will we return? Ike live. Stay tuned. Why are we doing all